Spider-Man says it, unfortunately. Oh, that's a cute dress. Did your wife make it for or your yeah, husband something like make that, it for yeah. you? Something uh-huh. like way out of place. I mean, like it, he could have, no. if, if he's being sincere about it, you know, maybe. Yeah, he's, maybe he's he was like, being genuine. Like we don't live in the world of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1, right? So it could be like, come fight Bonesaw uh, McGraw. Is that his name? Yeah. And, uh, uh, the, the the number one gay wrestling champion of yeah. the tri-state area. And everybody's just totally cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's fake. I mean, like, Spider-Man's costume in that scene is kind of shitty as well. Sure. So maybe he was just like, oh, did your, can your husband hook me up? <laughs> like, that'd be great, actually. You know, just trying to make conversation and score a, a tight fit. Uh, yeah, today yeah, we are talking about, as Ross said, uh, a fantastic... Uh, example of new metal, which is Limp Biscuit's sophomore effort, significant yes. other. I would say the, the, you can almost call it very significant, mm-hmm. um, because it's significant, and it's the other one. <laughs> there was a first album. This is the other one. It, it is. This is this is the height. This is yeah. um, this is it, man. This mm-hmm. is this is the like new Michael metal Jackson album. said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the the new metal album. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I don't think there's almost any question about it. You can maybe say like, uh, like maybe any other new metal album corn. could be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like I would say, like I've heard people often discuss, uh, mostly on the uh, new metal subreddit on Reddit, mm. um, which has a, actually has a pretty uh, decent uh, subscriber account, um, mm. but uh, it's kind of a consensus there that you've got Limp Biscuit, Corn, Lincoln Park, and Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's like, not a fifth one. No. Oh, I feel like there should be a fifth one. Yeah, I guess. But I guess like as a Mount Rushmore, that works. Right. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for Corn, I would say like their debut, uh, Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. Okay. Uh, Slipknot Iowa, and then Limp Biscuit Significant Other. Significant Other. Okay. I would say though, though those are, that is the the quintessential quintess is it quintessential. Mm-hmm. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, the Brent Essential. The Brent Essential yeah. uh, albums. Like the the these are the ones. These are the shining perfect examples. Um, I think they're all perfect albums in my opinion. Truly. Yeah. Um, and this is this is it, man. Mm-hmm. All so right. You, so you write this. Two We're strings. done. We'll see you next week. <laughs> is this two two string album two string. for you? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna talk about this album, but before that, I mean, like. We're just going to kick things off. I know we have been saving the the Mountain Dew talk for the Hidden Track episodes, but this is yeah. a special occasion, right? Absolutely. We're here to celebrate. So I've got us some fresh Baja Blast. We've mm. discussed this several times before. 
so we don't really need to get into like the detail of it. But yeah. I thought, you know, we're talking about Limp Biscuit. We might as well have the like peak Mountain Dew Absolutely. flavor, right? So uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast in a bottle, twenty ounces, full of chaos. Oh, absolutely. It's like, can you trap a typhoon inside of a 20 ounce plastic <laughs> bottle? I don't know, but somehow PepsiCo did it. You they know? fucking did it. Hell yeah. Let's All track right. these bad Ready boys open. All right, here we go. Oh, immediately. Just, just the perfect, perfect soda. Yeah, absolutely. A wonderful seafoam green color. Beautiful color. Mm-hmm. I saw a, uh, there was a, I, I, did I send that to you? Um, may have to stick this uh, on our Instagram, but uh, I came across a picture of a uh, Subaru Baja, oh, okay. um, which has often been voted as like one of the ugliest cars of all time. I strongly disagree. Really? I think it is beautiful. Oh, wow. I is one of my like, if I just had all the money in the world, I would buy a Baja and just rebuild it from the ground up. Oh. But it was a Baja that was wrapped in uh, a Baja Blast. Like like wrapping, <laughs> and it was like the Baja Blast colors, like mm-hmm. that beautiful seafoam green. So it's a Baja wrapped in a Baja. Damn. Um, and it it, it is just uh, uh, I I love it so much. I just was just immediately in love. Um, did you? Is that your car from the future? <laughs> yes. It's time one, traveling. One day. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, the I I will I will agree that they're kind of a funky car, but uh, I I love them. I love them. Um, it's like a little baby truck. Um, it's adorable. <laughs> if a truck was also a sedan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if if your truck was also something that grandma could get in so you could take her to uh <laughs> to the doctor's office. But it's also like an off-roading machine. Like uh it, it's it's uh all-wheel drive. Um uh, it's mm. built for for some pretty pretty uh legit off-roading experiences. Um I love them. Anyways, okay. Mm. Well, this is not the Baja Blast. No. Although it should be. Well, spin-off. We just review Baja Blast every episode? The Blast Off. Done. Yeah. Sold. Put it on the books. (laughs) We got to put that idea in an envelope, mail it to ourselves. (laughs) It's the only way to lay. I've heard that that's actually kind of legitimate. Like, that that is, like, like a recognized uh, method of uh, cooperating things. I don't think it's it's foolproof. If it's it's notarized. Well, that's a, a different thing altogether, then. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, if it's notarized, that's like an extra level of, yeah. yes, I witness this person complete I, this. I literally this would mail myself like drawings of comic book characters. And I mean, because I thought like, without a doubt, Marvel and DC are going to steal this shit because it's so good. Well, look, in the time of Image Comics, it was <laughs> likely that any bullshit we'd put on paper would instantly sell six figures, you know, if not seven, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, I don't want to talk shit about anyone who might hear this, but uh, uh, hypothetically, you know, yes. if, if we have uh, friends who have mm. uh, even less talent than us and they're trying to make characters uh, and they mail them to themselves, it's like, yeah, you don't, I think you're safe. I don't, I don't think you have to worry about that one. Yeah, you know? I think you're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, on today's episode, uh, kicking it off, obviously we're going to be, oops, sorry about that. Uh, obviously, we're going to be uh, discussing uh, the Limp Biscuit album, uh, significant other, their mm-hmm. their sophomore effort. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. um, I had a, I had a, a fun little 
uh, afternoon that I uh, kind of alluded to when I got over here. Showed you the nice little strawberry I got on my forehead. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I'm hungry. So <laughs> I thought, you know, this is a big episode. I was like, I want to get a new flavor of Mountain Dew. And I knew, I know one exists. It's a little okay. tricky to get, though. Okay. Uh, it's sold only in, as far Peru? as I'm aware, yes. Okay. <laughs> it is sold only in a casino. Uh, that oh. uh, is about uh, is about a 20, 25 minutes, 25 minute ish uh, drive out of Tulsa. Um, so I thought after work, I'm going to go, I'm going to swing by because it's a special thing. I want to make it special. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to go out there. I'm going to grab this, this rare Mountain Dew, right? I believe it's like uh, strawberry uh, ginseng or something like that. Oh my Mountain God. Dew. Yes. It was wild. Holy shit. Um, and uh, I've only seen it at this one casino. Uh, but it's like a legit Mountain Dew flavor. So uh, it's been hot as shit lately. Uh, so what I did was I, <clears throat> um, I've been pulling my car into the uh, onto my yard, just straight up on the fucking grass. I don't give <laughs> really? a shit. Yes, uh, I, I do this temporarily just, just because it gets so fucking hot. I have a black car and it gets hot as shit. Uh, so I so I pulled it um, on onto the yard underneath my tree. It's a oh, big, okay. big, big ass tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does like help cool it down a little bit. So, uh, about 30 minutes before uh, I was going to clock out, <clears throat> ran outside, pulled it under the tree real quick. So, so good so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I figured at right at five o'clock, right as soon as I'm off of work, jump in the car, drive out to that casino, grab the dues, come back in town, have some time to eat some dinner, come back over here. Yeah. All set out. Right. So I, <laughs> I'm in like kind of a hurry. So I run out to my car and the, the trees got some like really low branches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm ducking and, uh, like a smart guy, I whip that door open, but I'm like bending down because of the trees and the little edge of the door where it's like sharp uh-huh. fucking smacked me right in the fucking forehead. Damn. Yeah. Like, you have a little bump above your right eye. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look bad, mm-hmm. but it fucking, it was one of those that like, you know, when you get hit in the head, you should know. Yes. Um, Very familiar. <laughs> yes. And uh, Brent, if you haven't, if you're not aware, Brent uh, last year uh, uh, had himself a pretty, pretty severe uh, head injury where he Just, fell off of some playground equipment. Look, we all got fall, knocked fall unconscious. Off children's <laughs> playground equipment. I never lost consciousness. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no, no, okay. no, no. I, I never you, did okay. that. No, my entire body went numb. Uh, oh, but that's I, what it, I was, right, I was right. responsive. Yes. Um, uh, but uh, you can check all the details out on uh, episode 10.5 wow. of our show. So, wow. uh, but yeah. Didn't fuck with your memory. Well, it made it even better. Crazy. I mean, you know, it's a significant uh, <laughs> event. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, but this, this one uh, knocked me on my ass. Like mm-hmm. literally like I went down on my ass. Like yeah. it was one of those like pains that were so sharp that like my eyes watered up mm-hmm. and like, um, I like saw stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was a concussion. Um, it was more just like, a, it was like a really sharp pain. Mm-hmm. Um, it fucking, I it fucking hurt. Um, yeah doesn't doesn't look that bad i have a feeling tomorrow it's gonna be a significant bruise other bruise yeah. mm-hmm. um but uh yeah. i was just like god damn it god damn it it was like one of those pains that pisses you off you uh-huh. know yeah where it's like sh- like it's sharp and you're just like fuck i'm so mad right now yeah um that hurt one of my yeah. uh, <laughs> one of my coworkers today she uh was closing a door not a car door just like a door in our office building yeah and she like accidentally smashed her uh, index finger in the mm. door. Yeah. And she was just like, ow, ow. Like she, like I get it, you know? Right. Uh, it didn't happen to me, but I could 
I know that experience with pain as an adult. Sympathetic pain. Because yeah. if you are a child and that happens, you can just lay on the floor and bawl. Right. And no one. Th- it's yeah. like, yeah, of course, that's you do that because you're a child. Sure. But as an adult, you can't do that for social purposes, you know? Right. But that's all you want to fucking do. Yeah. So, like, with your pain, like, I totally fucking get it. I just... Like, as an adult, have you ever gotten, like, so um, injured where you just... You you just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're trying to like, like you're trying to take a shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that's that's much how I felt today. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so I was just like, God damn it. Um. So I like shook it off. Mm-hmm. I I swiftied it. <laughs> uh. Shook it off. Jumped back in the car. Um. And uh, it's like all highway. Like I, I, I can like get to the highway in like uh, two minutes, mm-hmm. and then it's like the 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 casino is like right off the highway. So I thought, easy peasy, yep. lemon squeezy. This is gonna be easy. So I uh, hop on the highway, uh, get a couple miles down the highway, and traffic. Damn. I was like, okay, five o'clock traffic, not big, right? Yeah. Kept getting worse mm. and worse. I was in traffic. For uh, a little over 30 minutes. Holy shit. And I went about three miles. Damn. On the highway. And every like exit ramp was like backed out onto the highway. Because mm-hmm. everybody was trying to get up. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was just like, fuck, I'm going to stay on the highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, after about 40 minutes, uh, it took me 15 miles to, or 15 minutes to make like the next mile. I was like, fuck this. This mm-hmm. is crazy. So then I tried to get off the highway and that takes like a good like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I spent like over an hour in my car and made it uh, like basically a loop uh, of about 10 miles. Wow. Um, did not make it out there, obviously, to get the Mountain Dew, which is why mm-hmm. we're drinking the bar, which I, I ain't complaining. Yeah. I'd yeah. probably rather have this. I just thought yeah. it would be fun to have like a... Like a new a new variation, yeah, yeah. and I was willing to go the distance, uh, much like cake. Of course. Um, but uh, uh, then I said, "Fuck it, my head hurts, <laughs> and I'm tired. I don't want to do this." Uh, we'll we'll have to make separate arrangements to, yeah. to do that at a different point. I also want to get the um, and I believe you've tried this as well, but the one that's at KFC that's like the peach flavored. Yes. Whatever it is. I'm not even that big of a fan of of peach flavored sodas but you know it's, we we have a podcast we gotta we we gotta start this blast off at some diligence. point you know yeah mountain dew diligence <laughs> mm-hmm. you fucking nailed it brah <laughs> um yes so so uh this is i'm just trying to illustrate the lengths that i'm willing to go for all dozen of you out that's there. right that's right <laughs> Uh, uh, we see those numbers. That, but, uh, we see those numbers. Tell your friends. There's more than that, but I, for joking. There's purposes. 13 of you. There's it's 13. Ba- it's Baker's dozen. The podcast dozen. listeners. Um, but yes, yeah. So uh, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad Thanks, uh, you made it out here because this is we we have to record this. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, God, this is this is an important one. And it is. I cannot. Yeah. Uh, I had some issues last week where mm-hmm. I couldn't record, so I was like, I'm fucking doing it. Come hell or high water, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be recording this, and I'm yeah. going to be. Uh, this is so important to me. Like, legitimately, mm-hmm. this is this is fucking important. To yeah. Me. Oh, same. Same. Uh, but, our uh, uh, yeah. Our uh, one listener from <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> Dave. The damn, hell yeah. The damn dude, Dave. What up, Dave? Uh, he messaged us after I posted something to our Instagram saying, "Hey, yeah. we're gonna bump the album review back." And he's like, 
you know what? I'll take an extra episode of Biscuit Talk. You know? It's like, yeah. Yeah, everyone's just. Solid dude. Pay your respects. Never met him, but no. solid dude. No, like. He's a fan of mine. Solid dude. Uh, tonight, you and I are both going to rip kidneys out of our bodies and mail them to him. Yeah. He's yeah. going to look through the phone book. I don't know what state he's in, but uh, <laughs> someone named Dave is getting oh, two fine, kidneys. <laughs> yeah. God willing. <laughs> Uh, so what's been up with you, man? Uh, not a whole lot. I've just been listening to Limp Biscuit, this album in particular, Same. solidly for three, four weeks. Same. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the timeline of when and we did recorded you get tired of it. Uh, do you get tired of breathing air? You know? Hell no, dude. No, no. Fucking incredible. Not unless you're uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, <laughs> what is that movie? <laughs> oh, uh, Mars Attacks no. Network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Total, Total recall. recall. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we bust open. Well, he doesn't do it on purpose, but his like <laughs> astronaut suit, his eyes are burst open, popping out. Yeah, it freaked me the fuck Get out. Get rid of the chopper. <laughs> yeah, but uh, get to the reactor. <laughs> So, yes, I haven't really been doing much other than that, uh, listening to this, and uh, just mentally preparing myself to discuss this, because it's been a long time coming. Uh, this is, like, one of the goals uh, of my for, for, like, album reviews <laughs> to get to on this show. Yeah. Like, we've, we've had some really fun episodes with yeah. albums we've enjoyed. Absolutely. And then we've had some shitty ones more recently, you know. Absolutely. That uh, you know, stained and biohazard, you know, kind of back to back wasn't yeah. wasn't a great time, but you know, it's all worth it now because yeah, truly. we get to discuss it at length, girth, um, other Taste. measurements, <laughs> uh, depth, <laughs> depth, <laughs> the depth of the dick. <laughs> Dick Depth. Hell yeah. Welcome to Dick Depth, everybody. Oh, another podcast? I'm Let's... Dick Dick Tie. <laughs> um, all right, so today... You're Dick Dibbard. We're... Oh, that's fucking good. Oh, that's gold. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a second envelope. Dick Dibbard. Uh, so, again, we're talking about Significant Other by Limp Biscuit, released June 22nd, 1999. Yeah. 1999. And uh, what a great summer album, you know? This oh. is like... We're recording this in early August, and it's. I'm, I'm so glad we get to review this while it's still summer. I you know, agree. even if it's like September first, eh, still technically summer. I think it's not. Don't turn to autumn until like halfway through or some shit. But even still, well, it needs to be in a summer month. You know, pretty soon we're gonna be. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of summer every mm -hmm. year. Yep, hottest July on record, everybody. Hell yeah! Congratulations, we America. did it. You know, firing all those fireworks up into the sky to, to <laughs> smite God has finally worked. Uh, this album came out on Flip Interscope and has the same personnel as before. So we've got Fred Durst on vocals, Wes Borland on guitars, and he also provides the artworks. Artworks? Work. Mm, artworks. 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 <laughs> DJ Lethal on turntables and keyboards. John Otto taking them to the Matthews Bridge yeah. on drums, and then Sam Rivers on bass. Yeah, hell yeah. Do you think a huge influence for Sam Rivers was the Night Court theme? <laughs> I know it was. Okay. It's like between that me. and Seinfeld, he chose Night Court. My uncle works for Limp Bizkit. He told me. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And then uh, there's some additional musicians that we'll get to like in the episode as we go through the tracks. Yeah. But uh, primarily it's it's the band, and this time they're working with a different producer. So not Ross Robinson this go round. This time they're working with Terry Date. Terry Date. Brother Corey D, my man Terry Date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Scott uh, Scotty Borland uh, on this bitch as well. Did you say that? I did not, but uh, mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. So uh, Scott Borland, Wes's brother, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I like. I consider him the the sixth member. I think that's fair, right? I mean, I, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Did he ever tour with them? I don't. I think he did early on. Mm. I don't know that he did later. Okay. Um, but I know that he's worked on pretty much every album, if I'm not mistaken, or at least up through um, Chocolate Starfish. Yeah. Um, so three. So, so half. Three of, yes. yes. <laughs> well, the most important ones. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, second studio album by the band. This was recorded at NRG Recording Studios in North Hollywood, California. And California. Uh, where did they record the first? I don't fucking remember. Uh, that I, was uh, Indigo Ranch. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So both California albums. Um, what do you feel about Terry Date's... Uh, his sound with Limp Biscuit versus Ross Robinson's. Do you have a strong opinion on one versus the other? Um I mean I think they're both I think they're both like super legit. Like mm-hmm. like the mixing uh and the production on this album is just fucking stellar. Like yeah. it's not as raw and um uh sort of um like kind of aggressive as three dollar billion, which I, I fucking love three dollar billion. Yeah, everyone does. Everyone shows. It's, yeah, it's an amazing album. They don't, they're honestly they're fuck bad em. people. I don't give a fuck fuck them. Yeah. Fuck 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 them. Hey, there can be a lot of fucks. I said fuck forty six times on the song. If I say fuck three more times, it's forty nine fucks because I can't do math. <laughs> and that ain't wrong. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Check it. <laughs> I nailed math. I was terrible in math. Um, public school, y'all, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Woo! Uh, but no, no, no. I think, um, I think obviously, uh, Terry Date's uh, production style is a lot cleaner. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think that it works for for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be interested to hear like alternate universe. Um, to hear Ross Robinson like produce this album, like oh, I wonder how what it would have turned out like. You're talking about entering the biscuit verse, entering the biscuit verse okay, across yeah. the biscuit verse, yeah, <laughs> yeah. beyond the biscuit verse, beyond the biscuit verse. <laughs> Holy <we>. shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess um, didn't didn't they go back to Ross Robinson for the unquestionable truth? I yeah, feel like they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which you know does does feel a lot more raw. Yeah. Um, than uh, chocolate starfish and and this one. Um, but I think they're both like absolutely fucking legitimate. Um, I think it kind of works in a weird way. The, the cleaner, um, the cleaner production style. Um, I would like to hear Fred's, Fred's vocals, uh, specifically, um, done under Ross Robinson because I feel like he performs better under Ross Robinson, uh, than he does under Terry date. Uh, I feel like Ross kind of, um, tempers some of those uh some of the fred durst uh fred durstisms that can get a little out of control um yeah it sounds also like known by my alias polar bear i feel like ross robinson would have been like stop 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 <laughs> no yeah like because uh, you can you can tell there's an absolute just difference th- throw a potted plant at his head <laughs> <laughs> well then also you know there there's um there's like a rumor that uh uh three dollar bill y'all 
uh, Fred's then girlfriend helped him out majorly with the lyrics, which I, look I can't disagree with because I believe that's a rumor you started. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh-huh. uh, I'm putting it out there. I hear and... that uh, Sam and John are cousins. Yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't know who said it. Wink. Big wink. Um, but uh, no, no, I, th- I, I think it doesn't because there's there's obviously like a uh, there's obviously a difference between uh, the lyrical ability from three dollar bill y'all to chocolate starfish, and even even looking at unquestionable truth, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of those again like the Fred Durstisms uh, kind of get curbed down a little bit. Um, I think the lyrics are a lot more uh, just a lot better on unquestionable truth. You know, I always forget the stuff that Terry Date produces, but he's produced a lot of stuff that you and yes, I he has. are into or should be into. So, like, um, even going back to, like, Pantera, he's produced albums by Pantera. Right. He did Adrenaline by Deftones, uh, Around the Fur by Deftones. Um, he's done some Soundgarden. He did Science by Incubus, Dysfunction That's by Stained. Um the Big Daddy official soundtrack, of course, he did that. <laughs> you know, uh, the Next Biscuit album, um, Snoop Dogg's Greatest Hits. Maybe he was. I don't know what the fuck that was. That's probably <laughs> something totally different. But uh, sure. But yeah. Some remastering, so I'm sure. I uh, I don't know that he has strong of an aesthetic uh, sonically as Ross Robinson. Like when you hear a Ross Robinson album, you recognize it right away. Sure, absolutely. Because it sounds like it's just like recorded in like one take or whatever, even though I'm sure right. they, there's like a tracking process, but uh, overall like Terry date, like you said, solid recording mm-hmm. techniques. Um, it's weird cause he's worked with so many of the bands that uh, Ross Robinson did. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like, I wonder how many, like what percentage uh, of the bands that they've both like worked on. I feel like it's a, oh, yeah. it's be pretty close because yeah. all those that you listed, I'm pretty sure Ross also did a, uh, did an album or two for those. Yeah. I know there's a, um, a mix of a song called Sulfur by Slipknot, and there's a Terry Date mix of it. So mm. I don't know if he's just like, well, let me give it a shot. Let's see what this sounds like when I do it. Or whatever, you know? So I'm kind of curious. <laughs> is, that a, is that a legit Ross Robinson or a, a Terry Date impression? Oh, I, I have no idea. No idea what he's It is now. About. Sounds like Ross Robinson. <laughs> what? Has anybody seen Ross Robinson and Terry Date in the same room? Oh, my God. Wait, is Superman Lex Luthor? Hold up. Yeah, so I. Am I thinking that too, Dad? I don't know what that was. I had a head injury. Yeah, hey, now you get it. Get off me. Yeah, you're kind of biting my style a little bit. That was, that was my thing, but all right, you find your own thing. Oh, interesting. Disrespect. Um, so, uh, support and tour info. Uh, the band promoted the album by headlining that year's Family Values Tour. Hell yeah. And also appearing at Woodstock 99. And uh, double hell yeah. At the end of this episode, we have uh, more to say on that. So, uh, stick around yeah. for that. It's going to be a while from now, but uh, hang in there. So uh, sales for this album, uh, it peaked at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 and the Canadian Albums Charts. It would become seven times platinum in the U.S., meaning seven million units sold. That is wild when you think about today's album sales. Yeah, I think it was like it went six times platinum in Canada, which is like 600,000 sold. And that's just like huge numbers. Wait, so so Canadian platinum is... 100,000, whereas U.S. platinum is a million? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck off, Canada. 
Eat shit. <laughs> you poutine pussies. What? Uh, hold on. A couple of our listeners are uh, from Canada. Okay. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Uh, look, I think no, they I'm have a. No, I'm kidding. I love Canada. I think they have a, a smaller uh, uh, population than us. Yeah, it makes so, sense. I guess. You know, yeah. Just to, to even think. There's so. not. There's not a million people in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> have their their voting population is moose. So you know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So I think it, overall it went 16 times platinum. Like overall, worldwide, it's crazy. Which is an insane that amount of wild. Unit. Like even if the rest of the places are just like a hundred thousand units or whatever, still. that's still a shitload of albums for this yes. old band from Jacksonville, Florida. That is wild. Their home, and according I, to Aaron people, Lewis. People, people, people want to act all haughty and be like, "Nah, Limbiscus." Like, look at how many fucking albums they sold. I know a lot of you bought them. It's like a percentage of the world. Like. Yeah. We all loved Limp Biscuit. Yeah, everyone did. Yes. It, it was a phenomenon. It truly was. Yeah. Yeah. They were on TRL. Like so it was it was like Limp Biscuit competing with boy bands and pop stars. That's crazy. You know. Corn as well. Yeah. Corn uh, would make it up there. But they were like Limp Biscuit or pff, Limp Biscuit. Uh Lincoln Park would, would get in there. Oh really? A little bit. I don't know if I ever saw towards the end, yeah. TRL with uh, I remember uh like in the end, uh I remember seeing that on TRL a lot. Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. Back in my college days, bro. <laughs> I'm surprised I remember anything. <laughs> 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 I don't know uh, what that head injury, head injury. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Uh yeah, there are generally speaking, there are hidden track interludes scattered throughout the album, which yeah. is fitting because, you know, this podcast has hidden tracks. All across this this spectrum of available uh, episodes, I episodes. just got hell that. yeah, dude! I just got that. hell yeah! Holy shit! Uh, this album spawned four singles. Nookie rearranged in together now and break stuff. There's one other song on here that I thinking back on. I'm sh- shocked and borderline offended. Didn't get to become a the single. Matt Pinfield rant. The Matt Pinfield rant. <laughs> yeah, Homer Simpson himself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the album title. What do you say? Significant yeah. Other. It's, it's like kind of right there on Front Street. It's the, their second album. It's the Significant Other album of Limp Biscuit. Um, and uh, yeah, so not a not kind of a kind of a weird weird album title when you when you consider three dollar bill, y'all. Wait, did you say Weird Al? Bum title. Holy shit! The rumors are true. <laughs> the durable rumors are true. <laughs> Um, uh, cause you got $3 bill y'all and it's like, it's got like a dollar sign mm-hmm. and you know, like y'all. Yeah. Um, and I think even the number, a number is in there, you know, mm-hmm. getting weird with it. And then like significant other, and then you got chocolate starfish in the hot dog <laughs> flavored water. Like, yeah. uh, uh, they didn't really like swing for the, the fences on this one. Well, uh, more so than Filter's second album, which is titled title of record. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a feeling when they were filling out the paperwork, Richard Patrick was just like, title of record? Yes. That one. Do you, do you remember the short bus mm-hmm. joke? No. I the not. inside joke that we had? No. Well, not even really a joke. Uh, there was a guy that we went to school with, um, and he saw, I think it was your copy of it, and uh, he goes, short bus, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I may be exaggerating some of that. <laughs> we went to school with Goofy. Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Max. <laughs> uh, 
the leaning tower chista. So that was Chower? the joke. <laughs> yeah, well, he was like a, <laughs> <laughs> the joke was that he got the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he saw it and he goes, he goes, oh, short bus, I get it. <laughs> and he like laughed like that. Travis, I'll tell you that much. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do you remember that? We only had one Travis. Yeah. We were yeah. like, we were like, yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the anecdote was even less funny, funny than the original joke. No, now that I know who it is, it's right. like it, it makes He's more a big sense cowboy to guy. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he saw short bus. And, yeah. you know, I think that was. Um, a euphemism for uh, people who what's the what's the politically correct term now? Uh, mentally challenged Me- folk. Is that is that it? Mentally challenged? Is it not? Is that not correct? I don't know. I can't keep track. Uh, m- mentally handicapped. I can't say anything these days. You, you, you really can't. You know what? The, honestly, you know what? We're not even going to talk about Limbisca this episode. Honestly, the problem with cancel culture yeah. is that they're coming for me. Uh huh. And after I went over all those people. And I canceled yeah. them, and now they would do it to me? I don't want to be treated like I treated them. That's not fair. It's borderline shit. It's actually racist to be a straight white man. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we have fun. We have fun. Uh, cover art. Cover art. The yeah. little uh, like graffiti alien guy. Yeah. You know? I, I like this fella. I like that he was oh, on the first two albums. It does feel weird to me that he never makes another appearance but he is in the limp biscuit logo you seen that Quoi? the limp biscuit logo i do not know of what you speak Here, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll uh, i've heard them address him or or say that he is a um oh okay it, i see what you're saying it yes. looks like the nba logo right yeah. um yes 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 mm-hmm. um I, I i feel like i've heard somewhere that they refer to him as like a space assassin <laughs> the space ninja assassin or something like that. Okay. Which is like so fucking cheesy, but I, I like also kind of love it. Like I mean, it's you know. it's such like a 15-year-old like detention hall uh-huh. uh like sketch character like OC, you know. It's like someone who just uh picked up a comic of Zen the Intergalactic <laughs> Ninja. They're like, "Hell yeah, dude. an assassin too." Yeah, he's a space assassin. He's also a ninja. His katana blade is a spray can. Yeah. <laughs> And you killed my teacher because she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> What'd she do? She gave me homework because I didn't do it in class. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bitch, man. You know else is a bitch? My fucking mom. <laughs> fucking hate that bitch. It, it's such... I, I don't know. I love the mind of a 15-year-old delinquent boy. Like It's just so like... It's so stupid and like <laughs> earnest, <laughs> incapable of handling <laughs> anything. Uh, Even if it's not like purposefully attacking them, yeah. it's just like, oh, this is against me. I hate it. Have you seen uh, the the Kyle Mooney? I think he did it a little bit on SNL, but um, fuck, I can't remember the name of the. Um, but he's like got his hair backwards. He's like he's like uh, like new metal personified. Oh. Mom's a fucking bitch, dude. Like, yeah. um, fucking hilarious. I think Chris. I think I think his like character name is Chris because uh-huh. he actually used to do a lot of YouTube videos before he was on SNL and some of his mm. characters. Um, he he brought brought to SNL. And I believe that was one of them. Um, but uh, yeah, look up Kyle Mooney Chris on YouTube if you're a fan of new metal and you were around, or even if you weren't and you want an idea of 
um, that personality type. Uh, look, look it up because the sketches are absolutely goddamn hilarious, and he he fucking nails that character type, that personality type. Um, because if you were alive during the nineties, you one thousand percent knew this guy. If you were alive, <laughs> you might be new metal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's talk about the band sound. So, yes, same band members, uh, but with a more polished sound. But yeah. there are um, portions of this album that sound like they have the gritty quality of the first album, but yeah. just like with a slightly uh, more expensive uh, yes. tone to it. I guess not so garagey, which right. is not. I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. Right. But, right. Right. Uh, yeah. Definitely. It's like same but different, but uh, <laughs> it's a delicious flavor either way. Uh, Fred's Absolute. whiny vocal performance plays a more prominent role. Yeah. On this album, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there's more overt hip hop flavoring and production than the first album. I was trying mm. to think back to Three Dollar Bill, y'all. And I feel like most of the songs are like the band, right? Like, there's not really a hip-hop track, per se. There's not, like, just a straight-up hip-hop it, Indigo beat Flow was... is kind of maybe the closest that they get to it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, but that's still... even there, it's, yeah, it's still... Still the band, Band-focused, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, no, no, like, drum machine loops or anything like that. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, the band continues to craft incredible music. They've got a... Incredible top tier uh rhythm section they there's a lot of punch plenty of drive to the songs yeah so um still an energetic album but there are moments where um some of the songs are slower and a a little bit more like mid-paced and um uh, they're experimenting a little bit but still carry the energy um yeah even though they are a little bit like you said slower mid-paced but they like still have just like an energy that's like leaping off of the album. Yeah. Um, which I just, I, I mean, I just adore it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And then uh, on this, this album is good. This al- <laughs> I don't want to say this, but this album is rather good. <laughs> uh, there are more guest appearances uh, than their first album and from prominent musical artists. You yeah. Know, we had uh, Christian and Dino in the motherfucking house on Indigo Flow. <laughs> And I think that was it, right? There was no like prominent vocal performances by other yeah I think you're musicians. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, whereas this, it's just like there's several get of them. everybody. Yeah, 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 and it's you know from the hip hop world. There's people from the rock world, grunge world, grunge world, um, world star. You know, <laughs> someone gets punched <laughs> in the face while recording the album. VJs, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, funk masters. Uh, I'm talking about Wes or less. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Less Borland. <laughs> less Borland. <laughs> less Borpool. <laughs> it's a Transformer. <laughs> uh, the album is about 62 minutes long, but yeah. that's like, I think that's the version that you find on streaming services, right? right. Like the actual album itself. Uh, if you were to buy it on CD back yeah. in the day, I don't know if that's the same now or if you were to buy it on vinyl now, but there was like an extra thing that mm-hmm. was on the actual physical release that's not on streaming, but you can find it on YouTube. We will certainly get into that uh, yes. going forward. This is going to be an in-depth album discussion. Oh, we're digging deep. Absolutely. My friend. Or at least that's the intention. Uh, after about an hour <laughs> of the review, we're going to get punchy and tired. <laughs> and we're just going to talk over it. <laughs> talk about like, I don't know, like carpentry shit or whatever. Sure. 
You ever butt up a couple of Joyce's to each other? Oh, hell yeah, brother. Oh, boy. You want to see me get turgid? <laughs> oh, my lantern. Turgid. <laughs> Holy sexy word for getting horny. <laughs> oh. So like turd. Come on. <laughs> That's what you're in for, folks. Yeah. Do you think uh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, <laughs> yes. What are he, say, yes. he becomes a turgid turd when he gets horny? <laughs> oh, I don't know why that grossed me out so much. Mm. <laughs> I can tell you why. <laughs> it's boners and poop. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a mystery salt. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes did it again. All right. Well, uh, we mm. said all we could say without reviewing the album, and yeah. we're about 40 minutes into this <laughs> conversation, so far and we did an hour last week <laughs> I about know. just bullshitting about limp biscuit think about it listener it could have been so much worse uh-huh we could oh, be fuck we could be at two hours right now yeah. and, without <laughs> having got to the actual uh, album review portion but let's remedy that right now hell yeah dude and let's keep sipping on these baja blasts mm. and let's throw on a little bit of limp biscuit track one intro whoa here we go Got this queasy sounding synthesizer. If you want it, you got it. So I wonder if this is uh, Scott Borland. I was wondering that because that would technically make him the first uh, artist or the first musician to um, to be play a note. Yeah, on this yeah. album, that'd be significant. <laughs> Otherwise, oh. Do you think if that's the case? Yeah, that Scott Borland. Uh, he talked to Wes and he was like, you know, I, I'm the one who kickstarted that album. So, you know, I know you sold 16 million, but like, I'm kind of the first thing people will listen to. Oh, give me more money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I wonder how much he got paid for this. Probably pretty good. I would hope so. Yeah. Maybe there's like royalties on it or something. I don't know. I don't this know. This is how back when you actually made money from selling albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Wild, wild west. Doesn't happen now. I'll tell you that. No. No. But. What what can you do? You know, I hope Strike. that the the uh, tens of people that listen to this <laughs> will seek out the album now. Yes, and you know, give it some spins because it seems like absolutely people are catching on to it. Um, the uh, uh, the the guy who did the cover art, who worked mm-hmm. with you on the cover art for Nudist Colony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Milky Way Maps on Instagram. Mr. Jack Franklin. There you Jackie go. Boy. He uh, sent a message on IG mm-hmm. and he said that we've inspired him to listen to Limp Biscuit, And I'm like, dude, we, hell yes. Does it feel good to be an inspiration to the masses? Yes, of course it does. Absolutely. You wanted the best. You got the best. Live, laugh, Limp, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> that needs to be a sign. Yeah. That, that same font, you know? Live, laugh, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so for that intro, um, do you think it was that wasn't live drum? That was a drum machine, yeah. So, so I guess I would. Have oh been yeah, probably I'm like sure that's like programming. Um, maybe it could, I mean it could have been um just all lethal because lethal lethal's pretty good about. Uh, I think he's got some like actual musical background, so I think mm-hmm. he um does uh do do I say instrumentation, but like you know probably some like keyboarding or something or. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's credited with keyboards on this album. Okay, that makes sense. And yeah. uh, you know he's done production for hip-hop act and whatnot so i'm yeah i'm sure he's throwing some some boards down he's, stuff a, like he's that. an extremely talented man he's a fucking phenomenal dj mm-hmm. yeah um would you say he's don't say it top three top three 
Uh, Would for, you say he's like, like maybe like a second guitarist for Limp like Bizkit? Jesus <laughs> tap dancing titty ah! fucking Christ. I hate I knew it. it. I know. I hate it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We talked about it before. How to do it? What was it on like the other Limp Biscuit? Probably yeah. Episode people will go listen to that episode and find out why I'm angry about that. But yeah, um, yeah I, I'd say for new metal, uh, there's some examples on this album. <sighs> Let me step back. <laughs> So he does a lot more scratching on the first album. Yeah. And it's prominent. It sounds rad. And it's got, it's a little bit sloppy, which I like, you know? Right. Uh, Ross Robinson brings that out in DJs. Same thing happens with Sid from Slipknot on those first two Slipknot albums. Sure. Um, But he doesn't scratch as much on this album. But what he does in some of the little like interludes, I'm like, God damn, this guy got it. You can Mm -hmm. hear a little like crab scratch. A little like hyper fast uh, cutting, yeah. and uh, man, he's just he's so good. I wish that he would do it more often, but I feel like he uh, relies more on like sound design and the production aspect, or it's just like right. I don't want to go into work today. Almost like he's turning his turntables into a guitar. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Okay, that's the last one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you, do you think this is a good intro for this album? You know, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's short. It's short. Yeah. So that works in its benefit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not kicking you right in the rump, but I mm-hmm. like it as kind of like a uh, it, it's it's weird. You it's, know, it's weird and it's it fits on an album with a band called Limp Biscuit. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's another thing. It's like there are a lot of criticisms about this album. I was reading reviews as um, you know on the Wikipedia page. It had these like different. Um, sure. Reviews for the album at the time, and yeah. a lot of people on there. Some some people give it positive re- reviews, but the reviewers who gave it negative reviews, they were I felt overly harsh for a band called Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> that's the that's the crazy thing is like how how does anybody take it this fucking seriously? Mm-hmm. Like it is supposed to be fun. Like you don't need, it's not fucking, mm-hmm. it's not the Beatles. God damn it. It's, no. it's just, it's limp biscuit. Mm-hmm. Like and they even spell biscuit weird yeah. with a Z. Like it's, it's, I've, I've always made the, 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 the joke or tried to point out that like limp biscuit is like the ween of metal. Mm, um, okay. If you're not familiar with ween, that might not make a ton of sense, but if you are, because I know a lot of music snobs, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Ween is absurdly talented, but they make absurd songs. Yeah, um, and I feel like Limp Biscuit is the same way. Like they are absurdly talented, but they make absurd songs. They make absurd songs, and they are like heavy songs as well. Right, they're absurd, mm-hmm. but that doesn't that doesn't mean that people may think absurd equals bad. Mm-hmm. But like they're extremely fucking talented mm-hmm. um, and heavy as shit. Um, but like, don't take it so seriously that, um, they, they couldn't with, 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 with as goofy and as weird as they get, like mm-hmm. it would be stupid if they tried to take themselves that seriously. And I love the fact that they don't, it's, it's cartoon metal. Yeah. Um, and, and it, speaking of goofy and cartoon, <laughs> our, 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 our friend from school, whenever yeah. we told him there's a new Lip Biscuit album, you know what he said? What? Gorge. <laughs> Can't wait. He was a good guy. I'm going to turn the volume up to max. (laughs) (laughs) 
Shout out to the goof troop. Oh god, it's sad <laughs> that he killed himself though. It's <laughs> yeah. fucked up. It is fucked up, that but is you know, fucked up. we all should have seen the signs. Yeah, we all should have seen the signs were there. <laughs> oh god, mental health is real, people. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, do we want to go to the next song? I believe so, unless you've got more to uh, expound upon uh, from what you were saying. I could talk about the intro for hours. Okay, cool. But we got to move on at some point. So outside of the the intro, if you were to cut off the intro to this album, that first track we just listened to, the first sound you would hear on this album would be the intro to track two, just like this. Which I think is a banger. Hit it. Like if it if it just did this instead of the intro, I'd have zero complaints. Same. I think it would be stronger a little bit. You know? Riff rules. The drum beat has the open eye hat, which is my fucking thing. I yeah. love it. Love it. Iconic drum beat. And that snare is popping like a moan. That's the other thing that Terry Date preserved from the Ross Robinson recordings is he he knows Poppy Snare. Oh. Puppy snare is good. Puppy snare, come to We're me. We're doing Italian, not uh, not Mexican, so oh, it's not spaghetti. racist. Oh, puppy snare, come here. <laughs> also, a- I'm Portuguese, so I can I can make fun of them. <clears throat> Portuguese, Portuguese, the man. <laughs> so this this part of the Hell the yeah. verse, right? Adds that little like synthesizer thing. Is that Scott Borland? That's gonna be Scott, right? I gotta assume so. Yeah. How about yes, Scott? <laughs> hey. Austin Powers. Yeah. Oh, we were trying to make a link between Limp Bizkit and Austin Powers. Uh-huh. Vern, Vern Troyer was yeah. in Nookie. And he also, in, wait, no. He introduced them at Woodstock 99. He did? Yes. Oh, my God. He, I'm so excited. He was allegedly like a huge fan. He had like a black leather vest on with no shirt under. Holy shit. Get it. Of course. Crank that shit. Love that synth part in the background, though. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's the crazy thing. West is such uh, an inventive guitarist that I would not be shocked if you told me that is like some weird effect that West is playing. <laughs> right. Only because like the guitar comes in here, so like right. how would they reproduce it? I guess they could just sample it live. I just answered my own question. But that little like synthesizer <laughs> thing, I wrote down that it sounds like an electronic didgeridoo to me. <laughs> that would be badass. I don't know. This is a, such a banger. Like I. For the the past three four weeks, I've been listening back to this album. I've listened to this song so many times, yeah. and I never get tired of it. I no. think I'm pretty sure this is my favorite track on this album. Oh wow, that's interesting. It's my favorite track. I don't know that it's necessarily the best. That's for okay. later in the okay. review. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm 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 man enough to realize <laughs> it may not be the best track, but goddamn it, it's close. Here we got go. this cool little like drum break in here. Like yeah. a sampled beat. And at this point, if you're still trying to take Limp Biscuit seriously, what the fuck are you doing? Listen to this shit. You got a baby voice in there? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. But it's so fun. It is fun. Yeah. This where, like, you pause, you know, talk to the crowds. A like, lot of non-pissed-on titties in the crowd today. <laughs> I want to see some buttholes and I want to see some shit coming out of them. <laughs> Here we go. That riff that Wes does. This is great. Classic Borland riff. Oh, classic. (laughs) 
I love uh, uh, Fred's like what he does with his vocals here, where he has like got kind of a cleaner sing, and in the background he's doing his like aggressive screaming. Which here, turn up this part real quick. Huh. Sound familiar, people? <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that part so much because it's so like playful, but yeah. it's also from Limp Biscuit. And that's why it was the chosen one to be tagged at the end of our Hidden Track episode. Perfect. So, you know, people, go check those episodes out. Again, it's cartoon metal. It's cartoon metal. Have fun with it. Absolutely. People. There's. Are you telling Are you fucking He's got the mic out, people. Are you telling me right oh now? Oh, my God. As you're listening to this album, you're not picturing a crowd, a throng of people. He's turning into citizens. Alex Jones. <laughs> First of all, the frogs are gay and it's fine. I was wrong about that. <laughs> Are you telling me you wouldn't want to see Limp Biscuit perform to throngs of people and they're not beach balls in the fucking air? And sure, there are people surfing around on plywood. We can't help that, you know? Sure. We built the stage next to a lumber yard. <laughs> that was on us. We didn't we apologize to the workers of Home Depot. <laughs> we didn't mean for it to get that out of hand. We will replace your fencing. But yeah, oh, man, God. it's just like it's so fun. It's yeah. playful. I don't really know what the lyrics are about. Honestly, does not even doesn't matter to me. Matter. Doesn't matter. No, no. All it's, I know, it's 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 you feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. That's all it is. It's it's a feeling. It's a fucking biscuit's a vibe, dude. It it is a total fucking vibe, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. I will say, going back to the title of this album, in my head before we announced it on the biohazard episode that we were going to do this next yeah in my head i was like and i need to remember to announce limp biscuits second album insignificant other and because i thought that was them like negging themselves and then oh. i looked it up i was like wait has that always been significant other it's like yeah it is idiot you just <laughs> you remembered it wrong it's not even i can't even bring myself to the point of it being uh one of those mandela effect things right just like i know i'm wrong just like <laughs> hardcore i know i'm wrong but uh yeah that's all i got you just for know you're dumb i just know i'm dumb you know just dumb. look you have a head injury now it's not your fault welcome to the club wait it, I'm welcoming myself to the club. There you go. Welcome to the it's club. It's already started. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the other thing that I uh, didn't remember upon first listening back to this album is I thought track three was actually track four. So I'm kind of out of sorts with okay. the sequence of some of these songs. Right. They generally happen at the same timeline, just kind of like in earlier positions that I thought. Okay. But let's move on to track three, Nookie. Here we go. Goddamn legendary song. Hit it. Absolute. Listen to the warmth of that beat. It's a program beat by Lethal. God, it's so that fucking good. Weird, loopy riff that Wes does. I have that drum beat that kicks off this song and also John Otto's drum beat from Just Like This on Ooh. some scratch vinyls. Nice. And at a certain point they like get married together. Gay married together. Ooh. And, hell yeah, uh, dude. Man. That's just so fucking rad. Fucking awesome. Iconic. Wes's little it's it's and then he layers it with that secondary thing. I thought that was uh, lethal. Because in the music oh, video, could he's, be. he's playing a sampler to that uh, rhythm. That makes sense. 
It's one of these like older samplers yeah. that I never got. But it was like had these like the buttons were like kind of like arrow shaped or whatever. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. It looked expensive, and, but uh, uh, Sam's baseline is like you can almost you can barely hear it, but if you isolate it, it's 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 a really neat baseline. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> neat. <laughs> it's rather good. It's now, so simple, but it's just it's fucking fucking nails it, man. Now on. Uh, I think it's this bit. song we talked about last on the last episode yeah. where you had mentioned that Wes played guitar on a bass. Is that what it was? Or he used bass pickups or something like that um, to get that like meteor tone to, to the guitar? I think he's done it like both ways mm-hmm. uh, where he's put like bass strings on a guitar and guitar strings on a bass. Um, <laughs> just to get different. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sick fuck. <laughs> Um, but I think he, he just, 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 uh, but I think for this song specifically, I want to say that he put guitar strings on a bass. I'm pretty sure he's in the video. He's playing like a bass guitar. I was, I rewatched the, all the music videos for okay, these yes. songs. Right. And I was trying to look to see if he had like a longer neck on yeah. the guitar he was playing on. It looked like just a regular one. So I'm wondering if it was possible. either like, maybe it was just like bass pickups that he yeah, used or whatever. Right. Could very well be. Oh God! Here we go. Oh my God! Crowd's getting hyped. People I mean, are reaching how up. How could you not? Spiking those beach balls. <laughs> <laughs> Fred sounded pretty good here. Mm-hmm. People give him shit, but come on, man. Like this is just how the song sounds. Right? Know? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know any different. I don't Fuck want off. to know any different. <laughs> I want to remain ignorant. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> done and done. Fuck you. All right. So here we go. Here's the build up. Oh, they're so good at building, building it up. Yeah. Um, that's what I love about them. I get goosebumps when I listen to this. I know. This is their third go round here. And this is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, if you're not fucking rocking out to this, you have no goddamn soul. Man, again, when I uh, I heard that guy driving around in his car in Florida <laughs> blasting a song. I, like, I kinda get it. I get it. Oh god, I love it. Uh, this little guitar part. Okay. It's so oh, simple, okay. but the the tone that he's using on his guitar is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, I love it. Here, pause it real quick. Yeah, um, I've got some things I want to say before we move on to the the next bit of audio that plays. Um, yeah. So there was a. Uh, let's see what I'm trying to get to. There's a, a, a note I had that I uh, started to skip, and I wanted to reference back to it. So uh, the chorus of the song, we have to address the chorus. Yeah, I did it all for the nookie. Come on, the nookie. Come on, <laughs> yeah. so you can take that cookie and stick it up your yeah, right? right? So when I bought the album, I thought that what I was seeing or hearing on radio and seeing on TRL. Back in the day, I thought that was a censored version. And when I got the album oh. uncensored, because they say like shit, fuck. 
you know, all that stuff on here. The album itself is uncensored, but this is just yeah. how the song is. So it's <laughs> uncensored. <laughs> uncensored, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I really thought it was going to be stick it up your ass or whatever. But no, it's just like the samples. That's that's kind of what makes the song so iconic is because it's right. ridiculous. Even in the music video, when Fred is, um, he's in that the alleyway. He's he's gotten back with the band. They're performing on stage. He takes his microphone. He uh, there's a, a men's side of the stage and women's side of the stage, and he throws his microphone over to the guys for the come on part, and then he walks over to the uh, ladies for the yeah part. And it's just like something that gets the crowd amped because it's like I know those lyrics. Come right. on, yeah, you know, it's just it fucking works for me. I know it's. I know it's fucking corny, but I fucking like corny shit. <laughs> yeah, it same. works for me, you know? Uh, um, and then also, I, I told you this. Uh, I, I sent you a text of uh, the woman in this video that's on screen for maybe combined three seconds. Yes. And uh, I had a crush on her from the jump. <laughs> and when I went back to rewatch the video, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to feel the same way. And I, I saw her and I sent you a couple of screenshots of it. I was like, oh, yeah, she's still a fucking babe. So Yeah, she, uh, yeah. Abs- mm. abs- Goddamn. I remembered her being in the video for longer than that. Maybe not like a whole lot longer. I thought she was just like maybe like 10 seconds worth of footage. No, she's like, if you blink and you can miss her like pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, if you look away briefly. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. So, so, okay. So, so as far as I can tell, um, his, his, the guitar that he's using in, um, in Nookie is, is like a weird hybrid. So it's a four string guitar. Um, but it has both bass pickups and guitar pickups. Hmm. So it means it's picking up like a much lower tone than a normal guitar would. In addition to like the higher, uh, like the higher tones that, uh, like a normal guitar. So I was like, it's, it's, it, fucking weird like there's a guarantee there's nothing else like that like he made this guitar maybe <laughs> oh what's happening maybe uh west borland owns a <laughs> oh maybe west borland should own a car lot with all those pickups <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Turn it off. I shouldn't have laughed that hard at my own dumb joke, but uh, I really got myself with that one. Um, you nailed it, brother. So, uh, Pharrell Williams, Pharrell Williams yeah. of uh, music fame, <laughs> he said that while he was recording uh, NERD's 2008 album, Sing Sounds, yes. he cited this song, Nookie, as part of the band's incentive to... Uh, drive the record to be more energetic uh, musically and uh, noting that the last era Nookie was the last energetic hit single before the album's release. So yeah, yeah I mean, no, that, it, 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 it totally makes sense. Yeah. NERD that, that, that first album uh, I listened to the folk out of that thing. Um, and you can I absolutely tell like uh, that, that you, was a, that you listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell that I listened to it. <laughs> yeah, Look, at it. Look at me. Look at me. Um, but uh, no, no, he, he really, um, and I feel like that is what a lot of people don't quite understand about Limbiscuit is um, somebody like Pharrell can listen to that and understand what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. isn't just like slogging it off because like, whatever, like what they don't take themselves seriously. Like, mm-hmm. does that mean they're bad? No, yeah. fucking, of course not. It just means it's, it's different. Not every band has to be 
has to take themselves so goddamn seriously. And it's a lot of fun when people are talented and they don't take themselves too seriously. And they write fun songs that are also good, but that are also like upbeat that you can dance to. And like, you can fucking rock the fuck out to this album in your car. Like it is impossible not to, uh, like my wife, my wife, Mm -hmm. she, uh, very nice. She like likes some heavy music, you know, Mm -hmm. but she like, there's a lot of stuff that's just too much for her. Mm -hmm. But like when I, you know, told her, Hey, we're, we're covering Limp Bizkit. She was like, Oh, cool. Like, I remember liking Limp Bizkit. And, um, then you took the gun off of her, <laughs> patted her on the head. Yeah. Good girl. Yeah. Shout out Don't to you Katie. Ever <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, like we were, we were driving around listening to it mm-hmm. over the past couple of weeks and she has been enjoying the fuck out of it. It's a good album. It's fun. I don't know what to tell you, your honor. It's a good <laughs> album. How many times do you think we're going to say this is a good album on this episode? A lot. 15 million. Yeah. Right. We're, we're already halfway there living on a prayer. Yeah. Um, and, we're and then, so. <laughs> three songs. Two songs. <laughs> no, are you still in Nookie right yes. now? Okay, cool. Go ahead and play <laughs> yeah, it. I'm in Nookie, brother. Fucking. <laughs> Nookie. Pussy. So. Oh, it, Nookie means pussy. Oh, shit. I don't like it. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's vulgar. This album has. Seven interstitials <laughs> hidden within it. So this one is the band breaking things in the studio. Huh. Sounds like a precursor. Did something yeah. This cackling. Yeah. <laughs> the one else has to be Wes, right? I mean, obviously I can hear Fred, but I don't know who the rest of the people are. Here we go. Oh, shit. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wait. So simple. Yeah. Song is absurd. Like, anyone can play this song on guitar. Not as good. I gotta be honest here. Put it down just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I am not wild about this main guitar riff. Okay. So. Get the fuck out of my house. I, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I'll give you my keys. Um, I'm not wild about the main guitar riff, but if I can make it to the first chorus. I'm in for the rest of the song, you know? Like, this is not a, a Biscuit song I actively seek out most of the time <laughs> because there's so many other Biscuit songs that I love and have, like, uh, Wes riffs that I prefer. But, again, if I can make it through this first chorus, then I'm golden. Yeah. And then I'm trying to find, like, new things to like about the song, and it just has a dynamite buildup. It's real. Oh, man. It's really the bee's knees. It really does. They're so good about <clears throat> building up songs and yeah. just exploding on your face at the end. What? <laughs> I got syphilis in my eye. <laughs> I mean, so basic, but like, it's a song about breaking stuff, man. I mean, this is another one of those parts of the song where the band just plays this for like three minutes. Yeah. Fred talks to the crowd. And this was like, this song in particular was cited as the catalyst for a lot of inappropriate behavior at Woodstock 99. And I read something on the Wikipedia page where it's like, uh, like Fred Durst was like antagonizing the crowd and trying to get them worked up. But I watched the footage of the song at Woodstock 99, it's just like the normal shit that any other musician does, like in a heavy band. Wait, we got to pay respects here. That fucking snare pop. Yeah. Pop. And 
just like give me something to break. That's yeah. like so universal. Like everyone goes through. Just Absolutely. Like, and it doesn't even have to be something big. It could be just, just be like minor annoyances that build yeah. up, and then like at a certain point, you're just like, you know what? I got a chainsaw. I will skin your ass raw. It's lethal. Like, yeah, again, Lethal doesn't even go over anything overly complicated. No, no, no. Like, it's all just, like, fucking raw punch. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's so good. It is. It's so absurdly simple, but I, I mean, fucking amazing. So, the music video for this. Did you rewatch these videos? <clears throat> yes. Have you seen? Okay. So, uh, I forgot that this music video, I remember that it had a bunch of people, like, singing along or yeah. like uh lip syncing along i just remembered it as fans but then Bro, you see no. like snoop dogg and fucking jonathan davis from corn yeah. m&m's in this i guess jared from subway Jer- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh boy he, he, he needs to do a long walk somewhere um but uh but yeah man i was like surprised by that and uh it just seemed like People got it. Like it's such yeah. a primal feeling. Absolutely. And it's like such a uh like a, a masculine feeling. And I'll I'll yeah. say this not as like, oh, it's only for men. I'm saying no. everyone universally, regardless of gender, yeah, can experience that that feeling. And it's nice to have a way to vent that frustration. Right. And uh it's it's something that's like primal inside of us so it's important for people to have that outlet yeah. because otherwise you're gonna have people out here listening to fucking fun period or you know thumbs uh, down from this guy i mean you got these assholes out there listening to brooks and dunn <laughs> going on brass knuckle sprees it's just like guys if you pulled up a little biscuit oh. exercise those demons you wouldn't have this? They're, they're all into their Jason Aldeans. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. The sausage maker guy? Yeah. Okay. Jason Aldeans. Yeah. Aldeans. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> Isn't he the one that did that sm- uh, small town or whatever the fuck know. that bullshit was? I heard about that through someone sending me a meme, and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, they had to explain it to me. I was like, oh. Look. Yeah, he seems like a... I grew up in a small town. He's a motherfucker. Yeah, I've read about the small town he grew up in. Not a small town. Yeah. Okay, I grew up in a small town. Hey y'all, you think people like this do this shit in New York? I don't know where he's from. <laughs> I think he's like from Tennessee or some shit. Tennessee. Oh my god. Look, I grew up in a smaller town. If you think that everybody in small towns got each other's back, mm-hmm. you ain't never been to a fucking small town. Again, go back to New York. See what happens when the Green Goblin fucks with Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> you must with him. You must with all of us. You get a pull to the face, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting called the F-A-G word every fucking day of my life. Those I motherfuckers s- had my back, all right. I said I was sorry. <laughs> I don't know why you won't let it go. Uh, yeah, as long as you're like a white, hetero, Christian... Um, person then like yeah they got your back man yeah <laughs> yeah it, fucked you for a uh a group of people who pride themselves on being alphas there's a lot of beta uh behavior where it's like i don't yeah. want to, have to think about anything someone else do the thinking for me we're, oh, we're just going to be against this for no reason at all okay yeah like 
maybe think independently and they love to accuse people and love to being offended they're the most they're they're as fragile as a fucking snowflake napkin in a weather storm (laughs) i fucking hate weather storms weather storms dude Dude, the the weather storm that came through last night oh my god it was a i was like is this store full of weather it had so much weather and it was nuts aurora monroe flew down from the sky she's like i this wasn't me Classic Shaggy defense. This wasn't me. This was not me. Wait, this is <laughs> <You, not> terrible. <laughs> I was trying to do her X Men. I mean, it's pretty ni- good. 90s cartoon. I mean, compared to like Halle Berry's oh, from God. the first X Men movie, you know. You know what happens when a frog gets hit by electricity? It was a toad, but don't fuck it up. It gets. Same shot. thing that happens to everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you want to move to the next one here? The same thing that else? happens to frogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we can move on to uh, track five whenever you're ready. This is a banger. Rearranged. I-, I believe this is the one that we said, like, if you're not familiar with Limp Bizkit, go check this one out. Um, it's, one, it's, it's, it's not, uh, or maybe we were, like, uh, one of the ones that you maybe haven't heard before, because everybody's heard, like, Nookie and Break stuff. I feel like this is on uh, rotation. This was a, yeah, this, that's rock. true. This was a pretty big pretty big song yeah this was their second single i believe yeah so it it, it kind of got in the pattern of radio singles where it was like a banger track just out the gate to like get people's attention next track is soft next track can be something like either going back to being something that's like heavier or something different in this case it's something different but um i'm gonna be honest like i've never been a huge fan of the like softer biscuit songs okay this being one of them which sucks because I think that Sam Rivers is like a an immensely talented bass player. He's my favorite. I love this bass line. Yeah, I'm just gonna say he's my favorite bass player in all wow. of music. Like, wow, he's a uh, he's fucking great. He, he does it all, you know. Yeah. Plays bass. End of list. <laughs> but he does a good job. It's like it's melodic. Cool. Like I feel like when he yeah. shows up to band practices for new albums or whatever, he's like bringing material, right? Like I feel oh, yeah. like this is a song that he brought to the table and he was fucking right like it it was a hit yeah uh i think he's a, he's a perfect example of when people are like what does a bass player actually do uh most bass players fucking are not it's just not good I'm just, I, I am a bass player so i can say that um i can call bass players the n-word because i'm a bass player <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> um not uh, good uh, no not good. N- yes um <clears throat> no but uh a lot of bass players just play what the guitar plays, right? Uh, but you, you, Especially in heavy music. Yeah, oh, f- f- yeah, it's really bad. It's like that joke on uh, Metalocalypse where the bass player, <laughs> he plays only what the rhythm guitarist is playing, and he yeah. doesn't even record his own parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this is, I think this is like a perfect example of like where a bass player can really like stand out and do something unique um, and doesn't have to play what the guitar is playing at all yeah um because he's he's going off in his own like direction but of course it all like it bring it bridges the the the, the rhythm it, and the melody it matthews bridges the rhythm and the melody and, and checks it, it out yeah and then uh yeah sam is driving the ship here for this whole song right sure so absolutely he's like the the main thrust of it and it's so refreshing because especially with fred's lyrics and his vocals on this it's not like I wouldn't call it whiny, but it's not like 
powerful or like sure. necessarily like what you might think of as like rock related yeah. in, yeah, in this yeah. era. It's just kind of like singing a, a melody that's fine or whatever. Yeah. But it is more of a serious song from Lip Biscuit at this time that people yeah. were probably experienced with, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that like Sour was that big of a radio hit, but no. I feel like this was a, a better look. This is the part of the Speaking music video. Speaking of sour, where they got milk. <laughs> yeah, this is the part where they're getting rained on with yeah. milk, just pelted <laughs> with it. At first, I I saw, I, I thought it was like cum. them getting pelted. Oh. <laughs> Why see cum every time I close my eyes? Ah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I was a goggle tester <laughs> at the Bukaki factory. And I'll tell you what. I have problems. <laughs> I have a therapist I have to see after that. But uh, when I first saw this part of the music video, I th- thought it was just them getting like pelted by <clears throat> water or whatever. Just like high oh. pressure water, you know, like, right. someone, like you might see in a waterfall it appears white. Sure. But then I read after the facts, like, oh no, it was like milk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's kind of <laughs> fucked up. But um, the, the end of the music video for Nookie, Fred is getting arrested. Yeah. Right? Because of like causing a ruckus in public or whatever mm-hmm. in this video they're on trial yeah uh, well they start out in jail but it flashes back to them like going through trial and mm-hmm. there's footage of uh their woodstock performance mm-hmm. that ties into it so then they're being executed via milk only yeah. thing that's left well, who sentenced them <laughs> homer simpson matthew pinhead oh yeah that's right yeah michael Pinhead uh, is not your friend. <laughs> Don't touch the mint, little mint configuration, Michael. <laughs> Sorry. Deep cut there. Um, Doughboy. Shout out to Doughboys. I'm what sure up? they listen. Um, but it yeah. ends with this. Uh, it sounds like the band is just like flushed away. Just the album and like Fred's hat are left over. The band is floating in another realm. It's just white space. Yeah. Wes asks if they're dead. Fred's like, if I was in heaven, I'd be kicking it with Method Man right now, and he just like falls off screen. What What could happen next? You know. So right here, this is leading into my favorite interstitial, which is Lisa with the distorted cuts. Yeah. This is so good. Crank this bitch up. Wes is so good at getting just like the weirdest tones out of this guitar. Um, like for this song, I know we, we, we didn't really address it because it really it, it is a Sam it is Sam's song more than anything. But but I think it's it's a good example of uh, how Wes like really um, can, can just like he's not your typical guitarist. Like he said it himself. He's like, not your grandma's guitarist, <laughs> um, but he, he, he and we we've talked about it before. But like, it's almost like he he kind of comes up with just little like he's a riff master, you know. Yeah. Um, he's not like going like bridge, chorus, for you know, like he's not doing that typical guitar guitarist songwriting. Mm-hmm. He's coming up with like interesting little like riffs and then kind of making them work together a, as a song. Uh, but I think where he really shines is his ability to get just the most insane tones out of his guitar that I've ever heard. Yeah, I've tried to, tried to like when I was especially when I was younger, um, I had limited amounts of pedals. But I remember just for hours trying to like. You had the two on your bicycle, doy, and then 
A distortion pedal. <laughs> yeah. If you put the distortion pedal on your bicycle, it didn't work. Fuck. Oh, I tried. I was on something. Maybe a phaser or a flanger. Mm. Or a wah wah. Wah wah? Uh huh. Wah huh? Okay. This is going nowhere. <laughs> I don't have a joke. <laughs> um, no, but he, um, like, I remember for hours trying to, like, like, approximate to get my guitar to sound like is fucking impossible. Uh, to this day, I, I'm still just, like, blown away by, like, I've never heard another guitar, a guitarist that, can can get even close to these same tones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm even on like the Limp Biscuit subreddit on Reddit, and there's a lot of guitarists on there that like, <clears throat> you know, try to try to figure Wes's tone out, and like you know, there, there'll be like threads where people go back and forth for like, <laughs> like days r- trying to threads of of uh fucking uh threads <laughs> on those thread boards. Fucking never mind. <laughs> Like conspiracy theory yes, boards? Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but no, they like like go back and forth, like like really trying to like figure like going to pictures like uh like like you know of, of him like playing on uh on stage and stuff, trying to uh, like figure out like how he's making these sounds come out of his guitar. Mm-hmm. Um it's just it's just fantastic. Yeah. But uh uh real quick, sure. do you, th- you know how like a baby will ask for its baba. Uh-huh. Do you think a baby guitar asks for its wah wah? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I thought. So. I thought so. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. Okay. Cool. I just. I was concerned that you would not think that. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, we'll tell you what. Let's move on to track six. I'm broke. So this is. Uh, I'm broke, brother. See, this riff is kind of basic to me as well. Kind of yeah. like the break stuff one, you know. But it's so weird sounding. <laughs> I love it. It sounds like strings, but they're, I don't know, distorted? But I think there's something between, like, break and broke. The break-broke riffs are not my favorite. Okay. But, um, you know, overall, uh, still a fun song. <laughs> little snare. I'm or, telling uh, you, like, uh, the hi-hat. hi-hat yeah. John Otto, killing it. Uh, I love the sound of the snare. Well, you can't really hear it now, but, like, when we get back to the verse, all the guitar part is wild. Is that like the dolphins? <laughs> yeah. It's so it's like it's, it's so happy and cheery sounding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's listen to the snare here. Yeah. Ooh, a crisp snare right there. Yeah, it's just like peeing after it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Fred's lyrics aren't the greatest, you know, but it's serviceable sometimes, you know. We you got to take the the bad with the good, you know. And there's so yeah. much good to enjoy. So much good. And I, the older I get, the more I actually like weirdly appreciate him. No, I I love Fred. Yeah. You know? My my body for Fred, you know, just sacrifice this, me. This not this riff, but the riff that this leads into is. Fucking wild! I mm-hmm. love it. And it's a great buildup. By the time we get to that heavy part, and I want uh, you and the listeners to notice, it yep. sounds like a three-dollar bill, y'all level of heavy and griminess. Okay. Like it's a slight polish from Terry Date, but otherwise, here we go. Oh. That weird delay he's got in his vocals. I love that. 
been together. <laughs> this is like cheery little like floaty. It's so bizarre. I just I adore it. I feel like I'm tripping balls. Dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. I know Fred is a big uh, fan of Jane's Addiction. What? Really? Okay. Yeah. They they cover a Jane's Addiction song. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the West. He's gonna show up, you know. So loopy, so loopy and goofy, but it's so much fun. Gorge. Now, yeah. his other interstitial. The next one. Yeah. <laughs> um, who do you think this is? I was thinking it's is Wes. It Wes. I was it thinking sounds Wes. like Wes. Not this part, but well, yeah, it's like a different voicemail. I can't tell who that is, but here we go. Next message. <laughs> you got that right in my face. Right in And then uh, uh, Leafle does a little like like mixing. You better listen. You better. You better listen. I thought that was just like Wes or whomever was doing that, just like repeating themselves. <laughs> right. Um. So, do do you have anything else on Broke before we move on to the next song? Um. I, I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I think it's it, it's really fun. Um, it's it's so loopy and um, like like it's got this like where it goes into that kind of when when he goes to the me I'm broke. Uh, it, it just like <laughs> that 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 back and forth between that. It's just mm-hmm. so. Um, it, it actually does remind me of Jane's Addiction a lot, because uh, Jane's Addiction actually had. They were a lot heavier than a lot of people um, who aren't familiar with like their non-radio songs. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually had some pretty like heavy shit for uh, like a '90s kind of like uh, Lollapalooza, you know. Um, what would you what would you call what would you call them? Uh, just like an alternative yeah. rock band, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've also heard that that recording, uh, the voicemail, somebody said that it was uh, Les Claypool, but hmm. I don't think that it is. No, that's... Well, I guess it could be, but Les is on a separate thing altogether, and it's very prominently right. Les Claypool, so I feel like yeah. that's probably just Limp Biscuit. I do like that some of their interludes are musical sometimes it's just like here's some shit we did you know it's like breaking stuff in a a studio or you know these voicemails or it's just like fun shit like most people probably don't listen to them on the the album when it came out or like now they probably just like skip to the next track or whatever right or like poke around a little bit i know on the limp biscuit greatest hits album for the songs that are hits like um what was it nookie has a uh, yeah, that's an uh, interlude after it. 
on the yeah. greatest hits version of that song, it cuts that out, you know? So, oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it's just nookie, and then when it's over, it's over. There's not anything after huh. that. Um, but they did similar things with um, fucking $3 Bill, y'all, as well. They had those little interludes in there and whatnot. Right. So so I've also heard that... Um that like the little interstitials on or like outtakes, whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. on $3 bill y'all were all impromptu. So they were not mm-hmm. like, um, they were not planned at all, but I've heard that on significant other, they wanted to do the same thing, but some of like their skits, like I would be, I'd, I'd guess like that one was mm-hmm. more like, um, like telegraphed. Like they, they did it on purpose as mm-hmm. opposed to it just being like a random outtake. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, I think you can, you can kind of tell for the most part, like the, the one before break stuff, you know, where he's mm-hmm. breaking the glass. Like that doesn't, that sounds like an outtake where they just had the, <clears throat> they had the tape rolling mm-hmm. whenever they were fucking around in the studio. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, my friend. Um, I think the, the lyrical content of I'm broke and being like, Hey, stop trying to ask to borrow money. I don't right. have any to give you. Leave me the fuck alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is something that uh, you could tell comes with the success of their first album and touring, and you know all, yeah. all of that. Um, but it seems like a very much, uh, very much a, a sophomore album type of uh, song to write lyrically. You know, just like I'm broke. <laughs> I don't have money. I don't want to lend anyone money. My money is my money. Leave me alone. You know. So, so uh, I did find. Um, like I was trying to find out like what that, um, like what what the the wh- the origin of that phone call, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anything that like had any kind of uh, like reference, so I couldn't be sure. Mm-hmm. But I did come across one thing, and this is the the proliferation of AI attempting to write articles. Mm-hmm. So I did find this, <clears throat> the the meaning behind "I'm broke." The protagonist is upset because he lent out a lot of money and now he has none left. Mm. He's angry at people who ask for more money and then tells them to find a job to make their own money. He is also frustrated with someone who promised to pay him back but never did. And he feels like people are calling him lazy even though he worked hard for his money. (laughs) If you call me a slacker, you are looking with the eyes of someone (laughs) who is blind. Okay, thanks, AI. <laughs> I get no it. fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. You just repeated the lyrics back to us, but in like a slightly different, way less uh, interesting way. Yeah. You repeated the lyrics back to us to explain the title, I'm Broke. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right there. There's uh, not a lot of uh, decoding to do there. So, uh, yeah. AI bots on it. <laughs> um, I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. All right. So, uh, that was track six. And uh, yeah. let's move on to track seven. Um, before you hit play, okay, this is the song okay. that I feel is the best album on the song or on the album, the best <laughs> track on the album, the best album on the song. <laughs> okay, best best song on the album, but not your favorite. No, but it's up there. It's up there. I, I just like there's something about just like this that uh, really clicks with me. Now, yeah. same thing with Noki, but like, I feel you. Nobody like you. And this song features vocals by not only Jonathan Davis of Corn, but also Scott Weiland of Stone Temple Pilots fame. So, um, I think I maybe had kind of alluded to this on the last um, album, but um, 
I've been trying to find a reference for this, but I do I do know that it is a fact. I do remember this as a fact mm-hmm. uh, because it, it literally is in the uh, uh, the liner notes. Yeah. But um, Fred brought in Scott Weiland to help him write the melodies for these songs, hmm. all okay. the songs. Um. So obviously, there's some like like you know break stuff that doesn't have any melody. So no need for either. Scotty. You can't check out the melody. You can try all you mm-hmm. want. You can't, you can't do it. That's why they saved it for the third album. Yeah, I'm going to get the rest of the episode. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So so he literally hired and paid Scott Weiland. uh, So he could go buy his hair on, of course. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) R.I.P. He was really bad in the hair on at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, so, so, yeah. So all of the melodies on this... uh, on this album were all, as far as I'm aware, I'm sure Fred probably came up with some of them, but uh, other than that, Scott Weiland did write all the melodies. So some type of pilots who are generally well regarded as a, yeah. as a good band. Like good rock band, yeah. They're great. Um, Scott Weiland is an incredible vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just do love the fact that like, this is essentially like Stone Temple Pilots, <laughs> like melodies uh-huh. Uh, worked with Limp Biscuit, which which is why I think a lot of, um, you know, Fred's not like it's no secret. Fred's not like the best singer in the world. Yeah, he's like top ten. Top ten. Well, yeah, uh, as I said, I said he's not the best. I yeah. didn't say he wasn't top ten. I said he wasn't the best. Don't fucking put words in my goddamn mouth. Number one, Beyonce. Number two, Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Number three through ten. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> The sound you made sounded like a fucking predator. <laughs> yeah, right. You better watch out for Chris Hansen's going to show up and <laughs> oh, bust your ass. Okay, so uh, but like, oh, yeah. Building off of what you said about Scott Weiland uh, doing the melodies for this album, yeah, uh, you can't really tell. Like, I feel like Scott Weiland has a a um, very uh, iconic voice, yes, and a particular way he sings where I don't really see that reflected in the melodies here. So I wonder if it was more like a vocal coaching uh, perspective yeah, and I'd kind of working with like w- that, Fred's yeah. capabilities and, and whatnot, because uh, not to be dismissive of Fred, but more to like shine a light on Scott Weiland's vocal prowess. Sure. Uh, he's a great singer or was a great singer. You Fantastic. Know? Um, but yeah, it's interesting. And like, I feel like Scott Weiland was always well regarded, even when he got into legal trouble. And it's like oh, yeah. Stone Temple Pilots lead singer Scott Wayland <laughs> back in court today. Like, the, the, did Kurt Loder just walk into the room? Well, Kurt Loder to MTV News. It just got three hundred percent more charismatic in here. It had to be. <laughs> Sorry, Kurt. Oh boy, named after my favorite X Man. Kurt Wagner. Loader? Nightcrawler. Loader? <laughs> Did you ever see it? The Wolverine movie? Loader? <laughs> Loved it. No, boy. Um, but uh, I, I, even through Scott Weiland's legal troubles, I feel like yeah. uh, fans of his music were still all on board for for him. And it, it never got to the point where, like, oh, he's too, like, strung out to continue singing like he was sure. always a good fucking singer you oh, know yeah, absolutely horse does wonders for a person's musical ability horse horse heroin mm-hmm. mm. it, it truly does mm-hmm. um, some might say nay you know and to that i say gallop to the polls this november to, to vote for i don't know something you figure it out 
There's only Hillary so much I could do. Clip Clopton. Is <laughs> that a thing? <laughs> I can't believe she said that. Pokemon go to the polls. That was the worst. That was worse than Howard Dean's scream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, do you uh you think Gooby's favorite streaming service is Max? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Fuck me. All right. All right. This is uh, I'll, Look, this is one of my favorite songs. This, this not even Lynn Biscuit. This is one of, I love this song. Literally in my notes, this is a god tier hard rock song. Agreed. Everyone Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down, learn. This has like everything <laughs> you want from a Limp Biscuit song. Yes. A good Limp Biscuit song. A fucking riff. You've got great vocals by Jonathan Davis, great vocals by uh, Scott Weiland. Yeah. And it's catchy as fuck. Th- this riff kicks ass. Rhythm section, killing it. You have this like electronic flourish in the background oh. of the verses. Yes. Just, it's just amazing. It's I don't, incredible. Honestly, since we discovered that aliens probably have been discovered on Earth, yeah. you've crash landed here, whatever the case, do they know about this song? They need to know about the song. Yes. This is, we give this to them, we should, but obviously we stick this up their ass, send them back <laughs> up into space to where they come from. You're welcome. They they go to an ass orthodontist, <laughs> get it pulled out, extract, listen, and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go, chorus. It shouldn't work. It should not work. But, but it, it fucking, fucking does. does. It's incredible. That riff is so goddamn monstrous. Like, oh, so fucking good. Yes, that little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reminds me of like, uh, like, uh, 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 God damn it. It's it, uh, Maroon, oh God, the guy that did like the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, uh, in, in Sergio. Cr- no, that's a director. Oh. In, I want to say Encino Maroon. That's not right. Oh God, this is fucking shit. It, it, like, this this Jonathan Davis is Jonathan Davis to the core. Like, he has the doubled up vocals, you know, he's got like... The yeah. rock version, but then he has the like lowered, whispered. Ennio Morricone, Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah, but fuck me. Like, Fred sounds like Fred. Jonathan Davis sounds like Jonathan Davis. Scott Weiland sounds like Scott Weiland. Yeah. But it's over this music, and it it fucking works. You wouldn't think it would necessarily. But Jonathan Davis, I don't think, is that much of a stretch. But Scott Weiland right. doing it, and it yeah. just, it it fits like. He's very much singing. It's not him like shouting or trying to be any other artist. He's right. not. And then shout out to fucking John Otto here for like a drum solo. Yeah. I read on the Wikipedia page that like the band typically doesn't do that, but they allowed him to do this. I'm like, I, you're not going to stop him. No. You can't stop Otto. No. He's taking the Madison Bridge. Forget <laughs> right. his way. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, get it. This riff. God damn! Fuck. There could be like Phil right there. Easily so much stuff going on here, but it's it all makes sense. Yeah, it it works together very very well. 
God. So catchy, too. Mm-hmm. I love those background, Fred. I wish he still screamed like that. I know it's hard when you get older, but... Yeah. Like God. this part? This is the most, like, vocally chaotic part of the song, and it still works, you know? It's it's just unrivaled chaos. Yeah. I love it. The little, like, weird... That... Um, that tone that Wes gets out of this is fucking incredible, man. God damn. Banger. It is. Banger on banger on banger on banger. I love it. If you took this song to England, they'd be like, oh, you got to put this on mash. Such a banger. Where's the mash? I've been watching... <laughs> I've been watching, um, it's, it's a recent addiction of mine. I'm not a reality TV show fan, like, at all. Like, I mm-hmm. do not watch any reality television. Just, I'm not just trying to be a snob about just it. Just the housewives. Oh, of course. You watch all I mean, 48 on. versions of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, I'm trying to be, like, uh, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not like, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, sure, to... bus. I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not trying to be, like, a, I don't want to be, like, a jerk. Where I like yeah. shit on people because if people enjoy it, cool. I not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you're stupid for watching them. I don't think you're stupid for enjoying them. I don't. No, I do. But okay. yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's where we differ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're just gay if you watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean anything bad by that. Yeah. No, I, I just don't like. I it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, I try to watch them and I just it, uh, whatever. Like it, it doesn't. Nothing grabs me about reality mm-hmm. television. Um, and I know everybody knows it is not mm-hmm. like the, the producers, like manufactured drama, like everybody knows that. And again, not trying to shut on it at all. No, I, I get what you're saying. It's like empty calories. Like you want to yeah. watch something substantial or something that you can enjoy. Even, right. even stuff you like throw on in the background, you want it to be something that's sure. You, yeah. You would enjoy generally. Yeah. yeah. But, mm-hmm. but it just, it, I, I've tried to watch reality shows and then mm-hmm. it just does nothing for me. Yeah. Um, nothing grabs me about it. However, yeah. um, I just I don't know why. I, well, I've been watching a lot of cooking stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for a long time. I, I I love watching cooking, especially like when I'm working because I don't have to like pay attention to it. I guess it's kind of like background. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watch like long cooking videos where people cook like big meals and, and feasts and stuff like that. Bats of cocaine, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's something I can just kind of like not really pay attention to, and it's it, while I'm working, it just kind of keeps me mm-hmm. that part of my brain occupied. Sure. Um, well, somehow or another, um, Hotel Hell came up, which mm-hmm. is a Gordon Ramsay show. Oh. <laughs> um, and I've never watched any Gordon Ramsay. I'm I'm aware of who he is. I know mm-hmm. his shtick. You know, it's fine. Um, but uh, like. I, 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 I like it came on and I was just like, oh, I'll let this play. And I ended up getting fucking sucked into it. And over the past like four or five days, I have watched honest to God, probably 20 different kitchen nightmares or hotel hells, which oh, is shit, the same yeah. basic premise where he sure. goes into like failing restaurants or hotels mm-hmm. and like fixes. How them. come this isn't a hotel? This restaurant, <laughs> you fucking stupid. <laughs> Pull your head out of your fucking ass. Um, I, I, I absolutely fucking love them. I don't know why, but something about it just like clicked with me. I think I love seeing um, like shitty bosses and managers getting screamed at mm-hmm. and uh, like, uh, but, but he's like, he genuinely goes in there and tries to help them and yeah, stuff. Yeah. He has um, to break them down before he builds them up. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with like bar rescue. I like bar rescue a lot. I've never seen. Is it, is it Gordon Ramsay? No, it's John Taffer. 
I don't know who that is. No. Sounds well, you stupid. watch. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's all stupid and you're an idiot for watching yeah. it. <laughs> I said I didn't judge uh, reality TV show watchers, but I'm judging you. Right <laughs> oh, now. okay, good, good. Uh, I, apropos of nothing, but uh, I, I just, uh, I really enjoy them. I know I'm probably late to the party because I feel like the show's been on for like 20 years. <laughs> I mean, can you it's be late for a to long a, time. a party with a reality show, you know? like Yeah. My, I, I really don't watch reality TV either. I'll, I'll watch Bar Rescue. That's like fun to watch. A similar premise, but uh, with, yeah. with bars specifically. But uh, my wife and I watch Big Brother on CBS. That's like my one uh, indulgence. Oh, okay. And we've threatened to watch Survivor, but it's like, yeah, but like... <laughs> I, I kind of just want to watch like 18 people in a house just like in each other's personal spaces for a while. And it <laughs> it gets a little bit catty, but also they have to do challenges. And it's just like, I don't have to think a lot. And the humor on it's pretty corny, but. Do you watch the American version or the UK version? Oh, the American Both. one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Come on. Come on. Just put. I've noticed that the UK stuff seems to be a little bit more um, not as like, dramatized. Uh-huh. It's a bit cheeky, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not as um, it directly in your face as is, um, the one from the US, right? Yeah. They've got a bit more class, if I'm really being honest about it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, with the UK, they've got fish and chips, whereas America has got like burgers, right? And it's just embarrassing. Uh-huh. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Do you think the uh, <laughs> the UK version of Big Brother is like, it's just not on Big Brother, and it just cuts to a shot of Big Ben. It's just, <laughs> just that for an hour. With a camera on it. Yeah. yeah. All right, it's 8 o'clock. Good time. Good show. Good show. And all that, right? Um, going back to the song here, right? So yeah. we, we've both expounded on our feelings for the song. Like, it's such a great new metal song, hard rock song, just song, period, right? Like, all sonic components of the song is just god tier perfect absolutely musicianship it's it, uh, i mean you can't fucking you can't dispute it <laughs> you could try will not i don't hold taste up a subjective court. but in this one case it is not this yeah. is an amazing song if you were to mill that opinion back to yourself it would not hold <laughs> up in court no god or judge would accept it it's just true it's simply the yep. truth um pure science fact um so let me ask you this yeah how the fuck was this song never a single? Great question. I don't have the answer for you. Thank you. <laughs> Your Honor, no further questions. Case closed, Your Honor. Plenty of further statements. I'm the barrister in this court, and I have nothing else to say. What's a barrister? Is that like a barista? It's like a lawyer, but for the UK. Oh, With, bar- with worse teeth. He's <laughs> <laughs> like American, but with worse teeth. So, And it smells like piss and shit. Oh, okay. So just like America. Exactly. Precisely. Get to your fucking skull, mate. You got to stop watching that. I know. I need to. You need to <laughs> quit right now. I've been doing it with my wife. Wait. <laughs> wait. Well, back up. Disgusting. Hold up. Um, Did your husband make that opinion for you? <laughs> <laughs> so look, all that to say, I fucking love this song. I'm so glad I got to rediscover it because I haven't yes. listened to the song in forever. Mm-hmm. Like, on my Limp Biscuit playlist, this album has the fewest tracks that I go back and listen to regularly, hmm. or it did up to this point. There, okay. I'm, I'm going to throw a bunch of these back into the rotation wow. for regular listening, this being one of them. But I do feel like we, through this podcast, mm-hmm. are providing a service really... to humanity and to whomever listens to this episode. Yeah. You've never heard this song before. Congratulations. Yeah. 
you get this new song in your life and it's fantastic. <laughs> so did we have a small part to play in it? No, we had an enormous yes. part to play. Did we make the song? No. Did we bring that to you? Yes. Yeah. So that's us. We get a, a writing credit. Pay on us it. fucking money. Absolutely. And your honor, I feel like we've <laughs> proved our case. Your honor, <laughs> as you're cracking clams on your tummy, I think you and the jury will find that we are correct and owed uh, a taste of that 16 uh, mm. times platinum recording success. Do we talk about Guardians 3? I cried. I watched it. I cried throughout that entire... No fucking spoilers here, but I cried throughout the length of that movie. Like, every time there was animal stuff on, I felt the waterworks open up. I'm like, well, Mm. I think I'm ovulating or something. I don't know what's (laughs) going on, but, like, my my eyes were wet. My fucking puss was wet. Like, I... That was like a... James Gunn, he's leaving Marvel, right? This is his swan song. He, He already did... The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker at this point, we, he knew that he was Impeccable. going to to move to DC. He had every right to phone in this fucking movie. I kind of went in expecting that to be the case, even if it was half speed, it would still be pretty good, you know. God damn, incredible! I, it's got to be. It might be my favorite movie experience wow. of the this year because great villain too. Like Marvel always fucks up the villains, but fucking. I've never hated a villain more by design, but sure. I just get like I could feel my blood boiling. Yeah, at every that time he was on screen, I was like, Fuck "God this damn, motherfucker!" And like for a while, I was like, "I'm surprised they didn't go like weirder with his appearance," you know. <laughs> and then you get to the very end, uh-huh. and you see Jesus you you Christ. get the reveal, and you're like, "Oh, good, yeah, good." That movie ruled. It it was so fucking good, dude. That otter. I wanted to. Oh my god. Lila. I wanted to hold her, and I wanted to be friends with her. I wanted to hurt everything that ever touched her or made her life mm-hmm. a little bit bad. I wanted to kill it all because mm-hmm. she was just the most precious thing in the world. God damn. Yeah. Like right. no, no, the animals in that movie deserve that. I'll just, I'll just say, you know, like James no. Gunn is a, a animal lover, so Clearly, I'm yeah. sure that it like, even though he was telling the story. It probably like, you know, he, he probably had to get over some like mental hurdles sure. to like do what was done in that movie. You know, absolutely. Ah, oh, god, it's just around the corner, getting yeah. ready to hit Disney Plus. I think maybe like the day this episode. Oh, releases. it's already out on Disney. Plus. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. God damn. I didn't. I I didn't go see it in the theater. Simply. Oh, uh, I'm ashamed to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never never had the time for it. Yeah. Just, um, but as soon as it dropped on the D- Disney Plus, uh-huh. which I think uh, was like uh, last Wednesday, was it last or something? Wednesday? Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, my wife and I watched it. We both fucking cried our Jesus eyes out. Jesus Christ! It's just the entire time brutal. I went to go see it by myself. I was sitting in a seat, just like every once in a while. I'm sure the people around me were heard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> there was a the uh, I went and saw um, in game mm-hmm. in theaters, obviously. Sure. Um, and uh as one does yeah of course um and uh was was you know sitting there watching it and the the part where tony dies uh-huh. um which i know a lot of people were like oh i didn't cry at that part like that was fucking sad like mm-hmm. you think back like tony started like the the it started everything the you MCU, know yeah mm-hmm. and uh you know like left his wife and child you know like sacrificed everything for mm-hmm. like just to, to save it <laughs> and i uh he's, he's an incredible actor mm-hmm. And the part where he's like dying, and uh, uh, like I think Peter, 
mm-hmm. Parker, you know, is like, like talking to him and starts mm-hmm. like crying. Um, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm mm-hmm. just, just streaming down my face. Yeah. And, uh, um, I look for the left of me and there's a guy about my age mm-hmm. looks like, <laughs> looks like me. <laughs> nerd <laughs> i look over at him and i see him crying too uh-huh. we like look at each other at the same time we're both crying and we just go just do a little head nod and kind of like yep. no, they, they got me it's gonna be okay yeah it's gonna be okay Interesting. and kept watching yeah. um all right that's so this is a uh, don't that's go interesting for it. because <laughs> i didn't cry at that because i'm not a little bitch so anyway well, let's move shit. on let's move. ross i have incredible news for you yes we're an hour and 52 minutes into this episode we are halfway through this album fuck (laughs) so this is like all of our interstitials that we're adding to the conversation about this album littered with interstitials right so so yeah uh i mean we might as well just keep it going right yeah just just have a deluxe size episode this will like give people plenty to listen to over yeah. the next i don't know week or so i don't know okay cool yeah most yeah. of it's not good but no. uh, we're gonna we're gonna try Pretty so true. let's move on to track eight don't go off wandering do not go off wandering here we go cue the music all right this is terrible i'm sorry <laughs> i like the uh, like a little string part here yeah it's like a bunch like an orchestra like tuning up or whatever yeah I gotta be honest, this is like one of the filler songs for me. Uh, I, I've never been like that that big on this one. Yeah. Um, like, it sounds like Lip Biscuit, but it is one of the slower Biscuit songs. Yeah. And like I said, I'm it's not always a huge fan of that. Um, I don't I don't think it's bad necessarily, but it is just kinda like eh, mid-level. You know, like, especially if we, we just came off of like such a a powerfully Incredible right. song, yeah. To uh, to lead into this, I feel like energy-wise, it's sequenced well, but and I do like this chorus. Yeah, I I really love Wes's work. I I mean the whole band's work really, but uh, it's not like a broken record at this point. But uh, I really do enjoy uh, Wes's guitar work yeah. on this. Like it's a standout for me. It, it kind of reminds me of like Boiler a little bit from uh, Chocolate Starfish. Um, I think Boiler's a better song than this, but it feels like kind of like a proto proto Boiler. It's got kind of the strings in the background and everything. Uh, but I do like this part. It's a yeah. little bit more like chaotic or whatever. Let's listen to this this chorus. He says. You don't feel nothing at all, which actually translates to you do feel something for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Double negs. Yeah. I feel like sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. No. No. Go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like the the strings on the song are either like. They brought in an orchestra, or it's Scott Borland. These are the two chasms. Like it's like a guy at a Casio keyboard or an orchestra. You know, I can't tell. Maybe he got yeah. like one of those corks that has like sampled right like, orchestra so live yeah. yeah. But I do like that. Like this part, it does give this song its own separate identity from sure. the, the rest of the album. You know, 
Right. Um, and I, uh, one of my notes here is they could have performed the song with, with an orchestra live like Metallica did. And <laughs> yeah. they could call it Stringnificant or Other. I, I love this build up here. They're so good at build ups. Do you know about this last chorus? That surge, surge from System of Down was supposed to sing it. Yeah, there's a ver- you, there's a version out there where you can listen to it. Oh, I've not heard it. It's, yeah. like, it's uh, on the demo, right? I think so. It was on the demo, but never made it to the album. Is what I read. Right. No, no, I've heard, I've heard the. Uh, I think it's a, yes. Um. Yes, yes, it, it, it exists. You can hear it. You can listen to it out there. They do exist. <laughs> the Eminem's discover like all of these like deleted songs. That uh, Jerry Lewis clown movie. <laughs> Nazi clown movie. <laughs> At first, when yeah. I heard, it's like, so what? Jerry Lewis made a clown movie. Oh, I'm sorry, what's it about? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no wonder he doesn't want it to come out for, like, years after his death. Um, so I, I thought that was so interesting because yeah. after I was listening back to it, because the, the, the song, I, I see how it fits on the album, but also, like, there's something about it I couldn't quite place. Mm-hmm. But then after I heard that Serge was supposed to sing that last chorus, that last chorus sounds very much like, I could hear Serge's vocal in my head, like yeah. his vocal like intonation or whatever. I don't know why they didn't do it, because it, it is a good version. I heard, uh, or read somewhere, who knows if it's true, it's just a, a rumor, but uh, I guess there was an issue with the band Taproot. I think it was Taproot. Uh, they were going to be signed by Fred, but they ended up being signed by, I think, Maverick or whomever System of Down is signed with instead. Fred got pissed about it, and then he, uh, he like, I, I think he may have taken him off this album for that reason. Oh. I, I could be wrong, and it should be, or it could be a different uh, situation altogether, but. It's just slander, it's fine. Just, just slander, you know. I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I read that somewhere. Um, any other thoughts on Don't Go Off Wandering? No, I, I, I dig it uh, more for the musicianship, but uh, on an album full of bangers, it's just like a slight less of a banger. Mm-hmm. I do I do enjoy the, the build-up and the, the kind of release uh, at the end, but uh, I do enjoy the, the Surge version a lot. Did you, Surge! Did you also enjoy my um, Stringnificant Other joke? I loved it. Because you were... <laughs> You're not paying attention. I heard it. I just ignored it. <laughs> you were paying attention. You didn't hear it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the ninth track on this album. 1999. Nine teens? Ooh. Gimme. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fucking gross. All right, Jared. Get up. Get, <laughs> get back on the subway to prison. <laughs> uh, for the record, I do not like teenagers. I find them annoying. Even mm. women. Um <laughs> <laughs> Especially women. No, uh, the older I get, the more I'm like I prefer women at like minimum thirty five. Oh my god, give me some silver hair, you know. That's what I'm talking That's, about. I'm, I'm, give me a mature well, woman. Ladies, just it. let it go silver. The, the, that was that was man. one good thing that came from the pandemic. It's like <laughs> <laughs> not that you let yourself go, but you know, it's like who you're trying to impress. I, Guess what? You did impress me effortlessly. Not impress me much. I went I went uh, pretty pretty gray from the from the old pandy. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think you're that 
gray. You got you got some silver highlights, but I'm certainly a lot grayer than I was pre-pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. But it could be the fact that I'm you know 40 and that could have just been happening anyways. We're but... all rapidly dying. Yes, and I'm rapidly dying to get to this next track. It's a race to the finish, and none of us want to come in first place. <laughs> Goddamn, here's 1999. <laughs> Don't uh, Wilcox for a second. This is a cool little buildup. Yeah. But then it's time to activate that fucking pit. Hell yeah. The scratching here is fucking rad. Oh, man. He's going. It's like. Lethal showed up to work that day. <laughs> He's so good. He's, He's such a good so like turntablist, but yeah, it's like know. it's almost like. Sorry, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Brent's got his knife out. <laughs> but this happens with a lot of new metal DJs. It's like they would eventually like morph their way into doing um, like keyboards or samples only or other th- like Joe Hahn did that. Sid from Slipknot. I mean, there's nine guys in that band, so you kind sure. of get in where you can. But like, it it, it tend, tended yeah. to happen quite a bit. Uh, right? Frank Delgado from uh, or wait, yeah, right, yeah. Mighty Mighty Deftones. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Deftones. Mm-hmm. Um, he never scratched. He never scratched not even once. Like What's the guy from Incubus? He did it too. Oh my god, uh, uh, DJ Life yeah. on Science. He fucking killed it. But Great. then he moved on to Great. more like uh, he got kicked out of ambient. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But then they then they get another like DJ sample uh, d- uh, keyboardist. Uh, yes, uh, DJ uh, Kilmore. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's Chris right. Kilmore. That's right. Yeah. He's a great turntablist as well, but yeah, doesn't scratch. <laughs> doesn't scratch a whole lot anymore. <laughs> but he does. Like he's still involved with sure. the music, but he plays like keyboards yeah. and stuff. I just I miss it. You know, he needs to come yeah, back. We're on the twenty-year nostalgia, 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 <laughs> nostalgia cycle. Bring it back. Get it. God damn. This song is a banger. I love this song. I don't I, know how you feel about it. I, I love this song as well for music reasons, but also this song has two number nines in the title, and it's also track nine on this album. That's proper sequencing. Doing the most new metalist shit ever. Absolutely. <laughs> Deftones did it. Yep. You know, with te- with Terry Date, Your Honor, with Terry Date. Let the record show. I mailed it to myself. In- <laughs> exactly. Engine number nine. Is that the name of the song? Yes. Uh huh. Ninth track on that album. 1999. Suck, Suck my dick. Two nines. Two nines. One nine, and it's significant other. Ninth track on the album. I don't know what more I could say. Are you serious, dude? It's fucking. It's blue as the uh, true on my face. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> you can try. Flawless <laughs> victory. Here we go. So is this is this a scratch right here? That that build up. Could be. Yeah, it is. Wait, here we go. Oh god, that snare. Yeah. The most fucking West riff ever. I tried to look up what Ken Shamrock, like, asked out like Ken Shamrock, man. No one knows. No one knows. Makes sense to Fred, I guess. I don't know. Maybe not even. 
the, the thing I like about this is like it's classic biscuit. Oh like, yeah. This is just like pure lip biscuit. Here, you know? This when part people, right here, especially. When when people think of lip biscuit, they think of a song that sounds similar to exactly. this. Even yes. if they've never heard the song, you play this, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's lip biscuit. Yeah. Right. Love it. That boom, boom, boom. Fucking love it. Uh, pause it real quick. Sure. Uh, two things. So, I, I think that uh, when the song was getting ready to, or this album was getting ready to come out, I mm. thought this was a cover of Prince's 1999. Oh right. It very much wasn't. Did we talk about this on the last episode? Yes, okay, did. that one's done. Uh, we next. are done. <laughs> and it only took us two hours. Four minutes together. So uh, the next thing is the interstitial uh, that you can go ahead and play here, which is uh, I Fred's mom, right? I think so. Anita Durst. I need a Durst. I need a Durst. We got there at the same time. Good job. <laughs> America. Song on the album. This year when you go to the polls, <laughs> I need a Durst. <laughs> you need a Durst. We all need a Durst. Pokemon Durst to the full. <laughs> To the fools. <laughs> oh boy, that was uh, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was we had a, we had a good time. Uh, so I do. Before we um, play the next track, and you might back that up real quick. Oh, I backed uh, it up. Did you? Okay, cool, 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 cool. So I've got a. Game, game, it's back days. I have game, a. Game. All right, shut up. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get through this episode. Uh, I want to play a sample of yeah. a. Uh, of the demo of this song, right? So, okay. uh, DJ Premier, who yeah. uh, produced this next track that we're going to be playing, which is in together now, um, on his YouTube channel called So What's Up. He spent a lot of time coming up with that, mm -hmm. the title for that show, I guess. Um, he detailed the what it was like to create the song and work with Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst in particular. I believe I've watched this. Yeah. Yes. I uh, sent it to you, I think, like a over a year okay, ago something like right. that so yes and i went I back and rewatched it, it. <laughs> went back and rewatched it and uh it's it's really interesting he he talks about how he was unsure about it because he wasn't really like feel like the nicest possible way to be like hey i wasn't really feeling fred's rapping or whatever on it yes and um fred convinced him by saying hey let me just come out even if you don't want to do the song let me just like meet up with you and we'll hang out and talk music or whatever like sure um so there he wasn't on the hook for anything by default so he goes out to new york meets up with dj premier and he's talking to him and it's like look whatever you want to do if you just want to like produce the whole thing i'll i'll re-record my vocal performance whatever you want to do i just want to make this happen if if feasible and Premiere was still a little bit hesitant, but then Fred started talking to him about like, oh yeah, I remember listening to your stuff, and he had name dropped like old deep cut albums that he had, and right. Premiere could tell he was a fan, and then mm -hmm. also the fact that Method Man said that he wanted to work with Limp Biscuit as well was like a feather in his backwards facing red baseball cap <laughs> as well. So, uh, all that to say, uh. I'm going to play a, a short sample of the original version of In Together Now, okay. and then we'll play the the actual album version, because sure. there are some slight differences. You could definitely tell that it's In Together Now, but it's not as polished, doesn't have as much bounce, and the uh, the, the sample, the main sample, doesn't repeat as often and, and drive 
drive it so much. But mm-hmm. I also think that maybe Lethal was just like trying to throw some ideas of like what to include in the song. But here sure. we go. Here is the uh, original version of In Together Now. Okay. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> this is So it had a little shuffle there. And some strings. I dig this. So that was it. No, okay. Well, we're <laughs> yep. done. Yep. It was, uh, I think it was just, what, like 10, 15 seconds altogether, but like the last three seconds are silent. So uh, first part was very loud for some reason. Yes, I think it I was. just turned it up. Uh, Scared me to death. I'll note that for future songs that I play. But um, <laughs> so that was the, the OG original yep. version before Premiere got a hold of it and reproduced it and made it rather good. So are you saying that that was that little bit right there was produced by Lethal or was that produced by Premiere? That was Lethal. That was what Oh, interesting. They, they uh actually like mailed a physical like <laughs> tape or yeah, it was a tape <laughs> copyright. To, to um yeah, exactly. They mailed it back to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so Premiere wouldn't steal it. No, they mailed that to Premiere. He listened to it. He was like, yeah, huh. that, that was where he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know about this. And then Fred went to go visit him. And Interesting. Him the other thing that sold him on it is that uh, along with that tape, they also sent him a dub plate uh, that had Fred's uh, sampled vocals on it. So it was like, yeah, come on, like that type of stuff. Right. And he was like, oh, okay, so they musically, they know the process of having to cut together a dub plate and uh, thought ahead far enough to be like, oh, he might want to have something to like scratch on it sure. and and whatnot. So I think it just really showed that Biscuit was like serious about it or whatever, you know? Right. Uh, and yeah. So I believe I brought this up last week where I said I have a theory about this song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rather good. It's rather good. Yeah. Okay. So we know. It has been admitted, mm-hmm. it is presented as evidence to the cult, mm-hmm. uh, that um, Scott Weiland wrote melodies mm-hmm. for this album. Okay. We know that. Mm-hmm. No question. I believe mm-hmm. Mr. Method Man okay. wrote the lyrics or possibly assisted the lyrics for Fred's verses on this song. Hmm. Uh, I could buy that. If I, he's willing I think to... maybe he like, assisted more than... He just did the whole thing right. for him, you know? Because if you listen to Fred's lyrics on this uh, this song, very fucking good. Also, I've been listening to Method Man ever since I was a little kid. I'm very familiar with Method Man's lyrical style. Yeah. His, uh, just, just the way he puts together rhymes and the things he raps about. They are almost one-to-one what how Fred sounds in this. Like, if you were to take Fred's verse out and just read the lyrics word for word... I could easily see this being a Method Man song. I wonder if, uh, number one, who wrote the Book of Love? Number two, <laughs> if Method Man recorded his verses first and then Fred bookended the one before and after that. I and he kind of like matched the the flow a little bit, more so than like yeah. some of his other ribbity raps on uh, on this album. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I do because... think that his, his uh, rapping on this song in particular is uh, better than... Um, I remembered it being. Yes. You know? so, it's, it's very good. Yeah. And like I said, again, I've listened to a shitload of Method I loved Method Man. I still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a huge Method Man fan mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, so it's like super excited whenever he was going to be on this on this track. 
and then I hear Fred's verses, and I'm like, I, I that that sounds like Method Man. But anyways, okay, we'll get into it. Audience, you be the judge for yourself. Great sample, great fucking sample. Have you heard the Neptune's remix of this? Oops, we'll get to Bye it. Spoils <laughs> on Oops, all berries. <laughs> uh, no, you didn't spoil anything, but okay. yeah, let, let's pay attention to Fred's flow here. Like that little pattern there seemed like it could be Method Man-esque. Yeah, but also, I don't know, like, I thought some of Fred's rapping on the first album was not bad, you know? Like, it, it was it was more technical than uh, I think people give him credit for. Like, wait until the second round to knock him out. Like, that's a Method Man thing to say. I don't know. <laughs> Man can fucking ride a beat. Yeah. To Cal and to Cal, uh, 2000. Well, to Cal 2, whatever. Fucking albums if you're a fan of hip-hop and you haven't listened to those two albums go check them out you'll be blown away they're fucking perfection rap perfection in my opinion what is shut the fuck up what is Takao? it's drugs? like one of his nicknames oh he's got sure, like a million sense. nicknames johnny blaze that I get. Because uh, <laughs> these are lyrics are fucking fire, dude. And also they have the spirit of vengeance in them. Like, I love this part. The eight essential vitamins and minerals, delicious. Yeah. Love that part. It's tattooed on my brain. Um, like, Method Man has every right to phone in these verses, but he doesn't. And it was to his benefit because this, uh, this song blew up. I know that's a cop from another song, but yeah, it's still a great line. This, and Premier mentioned this in his YouTube video, is that uh, this this album was selling like in the millions already, and then like after the single came out, it sold like another million on top of it. Hip hop so, fans, yeah. Because it, it was like an actual like crossover hit. I don't, I don't know if it was like huge in the hip hop community, but like this song was playing on modern rock radio at the yeah. time, you know. And it's like if you're a white rapper, you're safe on rock stations, baby. Like it was this and Eminem, you know, Beastie yeah. Boys. So introduced Method Man to a lot of people that I bet yeah. were not familiar with Method Man prior. Me, sir. Like this is the my first exposure to the Woo. Yeah. And now here I am wearing a Wu Tang Wu Tang Conda shirt. God dang, you didn't Wu Tang. Damn. Um, but yeah, I, I love the song. Uh, Method Man must have enjoyed it because he came back on the subsequent album. And uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the the vocals on the chorus? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, well, then I didn't hear you. Like, I, I, what, I, I like that's kind of like what it's supposed to sound like yeah. to me. Now, so we talked about rearranged, right? Uh-huh. And how 
Um, you might catch this before it, it goes on to the next thing because I have to talk for a long time. We have to uh, pad out this episode some more. It's it's not even three hours yet, guys. So <laughs> end of rearranged. They disappear. Fred's floating in space with the band, yep. the white space. And, why well, the space got to be white? And then he says, I'd be kicking it with Method, Method Man. Falls from that screen. He falls into this video. So like yep. these uh, nookie rearranged and then this song in together now yep. build off each other. Music yeah. video Lee speaking. Mm-hmm. So he shows up in Meph's apartment and they battle cartoonishly and mm-hmm. then they beat up Polly Shore. <laughs> Perfect. No no notes. You know who they didn't beat up? Max! From Goofy. Oh. Is <laughs> <laughs> they Red Man? He's in the video. Yeah, he's in the video. Yeah. Uh, premieres in the video. The band's in the video. It's yeah. fun. It's a good time. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking blast. Uh, but... Uh, so I'm, I'm watching this video and I, you know, I got it queued up yep. the next one I'm going to watch and, uh, oh boy, mm-hmm. what happened? Hit play. Okay. The music doesn't sound like anything. No, not you hit play. I, oh. hit, I hit oh. play and it doesn't sound like anything like what I remembered. i not, it doesn't have that bouncy premiere beat, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. It's the Neptune's remix. Yeah. And on the chorus. It's, it's like this, the original music video overdubbed with the Neptune's remix, which didn't come out till 2001, A Space mm-hmm. Odyssey, for <laughs> sure. It was shocking and offensive to me. Okay. Like, their remix, like, I like Neptune's remixes okay, but like, sure. how do you, how do you do that to this song? The song's already perfect. You don't need to, Pharrell, what are we doing? realized you're wearing uh well it's a wu-tang shirt but it says wakanda on it mm-hmm. i'm wearing a west borland shirt i know we are the physical embodiment of this song i gotta be honest i was hoping you'd notice my husband <laughs> made this for me <laughs> Wipe out. um but yeah like i don't i don't really care for the neptune's remix of this song yeah. i feel like the, the original like holds up way more yes. i don't feel like the neptune's remix got any traction really um i'm hard pressed to remember if any of the LB remix songs got any traction on, on radio. I don't, I don't really think they did. But um, yeah. That Bubba Sparks when <laughs> <laughs> uh, rocketed to the top of the charts. You got to give uh, white people radio uh, a little <laughs> bit of credit. They didn't play Bubba Sparks on there. And I don't know that they played Bubba Sparks on much of any radio nope. anywhere. So um, Sorry, but, Timbaland. <laughs> uh, he tried. Your Eminem didn't work. Didn't work, you know. <laughs> Uh, have a Reese's Pieces next time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, th- if you want to see the original version on YouTube with the original audio, you can find it. Yeah. You just, you know, type in in together now. Right. And then don't click on the official one through Limp Biscuit. I it's don't It's so understand. fucking weird. It's so weird. Get that shit the fuck out of here. Like, like. They have it on streaming services. Like the, the why we just listened to the one that's on Spotify. Mm. So they're they're using like could they not clear the samples for the video? I don't know. I don't I don't understand. It's the, the so issue bizarre because yeah. the original video was the premiere beat. Yes, yeah. So came out two years before that wow. remix was even a uh, even a thing. And I feel I feel like if they're gonna pay royalties, they're gonna be paying more royalties to Pharrell than they would be to DJ Premier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he wrote "Happy" for God's sakes. Yeah, I don't know. I got to say that Neptune's <laughs> remix, that Neptune's remix was uh, the worst thing to happen in two thousand one. Yep. You ask me. <clears throat> Hashtag never forget. 
right. So go ahead. Now you can hit play. Okay. We'll uh, hit the the rest of this track. So this is a uh, Fred's little song. It's got a cool little vibe to it. Yeah, I dig this. Hanging out in the uh, in the booth, you know. I assume this is like a lethal beat, but also it sounds like Scott Borland could hit like play on his Casio keyboard. <laughs> like it's good. I like it. I, I do too. Mm-hmm. This sounds like maybe it was impromptu as opposed to some of the other ones that feel a little bit more planned. Because he yeah. seems confused. <laughs> and this is this is uh, giving me a little bit of Jane's Addiction vibes. Coming down the fountain. Mountain, goddammit. No, it's fountain. I looked it up. I just, yeah, it's fountain. Okay, well. Coming in a fountain. That's how, you, if you and your friend both come in a fountain at the same time, you swap bodies. <laughs> well, we, but, get, we have to try it. Have to try <laughs> hold on, it. I just got a piece of mail here that I mailed to myself. Oh, no, it says mountain. <laughs> Fuck. Shit, <laughs> he knows. <laughs> I'm gonna get you to come with me. I'm gonna. Do, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna fucking do it. All right. So let's move on to the eleventh track on this album. I love uh, any type of title that has punctuation in it, uh, and that is very much the case for this song because this song is not just called Trust. It's called Trust. Huh? Uh, uh. All right. Hit play on this bad boy. Is this Fred doing both vocal parts? I don't know. I didn't see any tell. other credits for it, so. I'm going to say yes. It sounds like a, that's a gritty little riff there, baby. Riff is great, but I got to say the... No, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I love the Godzilla sample. <laughs> uh, the, the star of the show for this track, to me, is John Otto. I love the drumming on the um, the snare rolls on the verses. I had to look up a YouTube video to see, like, is this even humanly possible? <laughs> like, crank it up here. Yeah. Is it is this some crab scratching from Lethal there? No. no? They're just, like, rolling on the snare. Damn. I looked it up, and it's like... Uh, it seems like very possible that someone could do that pretty easily. <laughs> so, I felt stupid, but like, You're I don't know. so blown away. Yeah. I still think it sounds cool. Yeah. Like, I've never heard this before or since, right? Right. So, yeah, I, I just think it's cool. Because it's like, uh, it's like a snare roll, but also there's like a hard snare hit with it to keep time. So, I don't know. It's just like a lot of coordinate. John Otto. He's a goddamn... I, I, He's a legend. Like, I don't yeah. know why people don't pay him more respect. Uh, I guess because he's on Limp Biscuit, That's... but, like, people should pay the whole band greater respect. I mean, Wes, John, Sam. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lethal gets his respect because he's been around forever, but, like, those three right there uh, are just fucking goddamn triple S tier fucking musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> they should be household names. Oh, wait, here we go. You got the vocal part. Be real. Sounds like a chicken if he was rapping. Be real, come on. Sort of like, uh, what was Andy Kaufman's uh, uh, like manager's name? These little like uh, fills that, I'm not really fills, but the little uh, flourishes that Otto puts on some of this. 
Yeah, he, Otto's the hero on this. George Shapiro is who I'm thinking of. <laughs> With his oversized glasses and the fucking mustache and all that shit. <laughs> Is he Ben Shapiro's dad? Probably. <laughs> I love when it just cuts out and he fucking slams that snare. Yeah. God. Like the song title is the question, but the answer is an exclamation point within the song, you know? <laughs> I swear that sounds like a Godzilla sample. Like that sounds like it got oh like a roar. Like it sounds like his roar, the Godzilla oh. roar. Huh. Oh, it just sounds like some uh, some roaring stuff. Uh, look, it's it's a uh, <laughs> no roaring. Uh, like a, I think he said boring. <laughs> sounds like some boring shit. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck it. You're stupid, remember? <laughs> yeah, hit in the head. You don't know what you're talking oh, about. God. Uh, look, another uh, great lethal hidden track here. Yeah. This is like where he comes. He's like, this is his time. God like, damn it. Just do this in the body of a song. I just. Lethal, what are you doing to me, man? Um, he's too busy using his turntables to scratch. Saved by the bell on that one, Zach Morris. I'm edging you right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like it. <laughs> um, so before we go to the next uh, track, I do want to say, you know, uh, we're talking about John Otto. Like the rest of the band be like stellar musicians. But like John Otto, he should have the same career path as Travis Barker. Like sure. fucking fight me. Like, yeah. He's a better I, guitar. He's a better drummer than Travis. And Barker, a better guitarist. Sure. I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. I think. Uh, I think Travis Barker is a really good drummer. But he is a really John good drummer. John Otto is just. Uh, but he's, like, he's on the level all on his own. Look, uh, John Otto uh, is uh, much like Blade, a vampire hunter. He is. <laughs> he is a daywalker. He he walks between worlds, right? So John Otto, he plays in rock, but he also plays some yeah. like funky hip hop grooves. Yeah. He should be doing these like rock remixes for Buster Rhymes yeah. and Post Malone, Pre Malone, even. Um. Oh god! <laughs> That's before he got all the face tats to make his face look dirty. Um, yeah, have you ever seen? He does this. Um, he was during the the uh, pandemic. He did a uh, like a charity stream where he covered oh, yeah. like all of I think it was all of Nevermind uh, Never right? mm -hmm. with Travis Barker on drums. What up. really? Yeah. Oh. Um, fucking crushes that shit. I've heard. I haven't like unreal. Watched it, but, like I like Post Malone. Okay. Like I don't have any beef with them. He was uh, the voice of Ray Filet in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. For real? Yeah. For real? Yeah. For real. Oh my god, it's so bad. That makes Have me happy. Yeah. You did? Hell yeah. Thumbs up? Oh my god. Fuck. All all the thumbs up. God damn. Like I don't want to overhype it. True. Right? Um, but it is very good. Okay. And it's uh Mutant Mayhem, very fitting title. Okay. And also it uh leaves us off in a place that's very interesting and something I've not seen before with Turtles Media. So interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But it's so much fucking fun. You talking to you, Jim No. I've seen that before. A few times over. But, not to brag, but I'm pretty fucking dope. So, um... Uh, excellent needle drops in this fucking movie too. Mm. Like there was some criticism. I don't know if you've listened to uh, the the newest. Uh, not Scott hasn't seen, but uh, we had to stop talking TMNT on CBB. No, I'm don't, saving it. Don't do it I'm until saving. you yeah, watch yeah, the movie. Yeah. But they complain about like the needle drops being like throwback hip hop. Mm. I fucking love it. It works. Okay. It fucking works. And there's a montage fight scene in the movie mm-hmm. with a surprising hip hop song that I would never put to <laughs> choreography, like fight choreography. But it fucking works and. That uh, thing, that thing, that thing. You're not like terribly far off, but really? like, okay. uh, <laughs> go back a few years further. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's more of like a laid back groove than you would expect to. Huh. You're gonna beat up some motherfuckers, right? Awesome. But yeah. I listened to the uh, the Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross soundtrack, and it's really good. You know, I, I got so excited it. when I heard they were going to do it because I was so um, perplexed by. Uh, Trent Reznor even knowing what a Ninja Turtle was <laughs> yeah. and I remember making that joke before and yeah. then I was watching the movie I was like oh man the music's really good in this I wonder that I got to the credits at the end I was like oh yeah I forgot <laughs> I forgot about it I wish I would have done a cover of the 80s but like in like the Nine Inch Nails like the 80s uh, cartoon song oh they play like Closer in it like full, they only play the uncensored portion of Closer <laughs> throughout the entirety of the movie and it, it works it actually works it works. I believe you. I'm going to fuck you like an animal. And there are animals. There's a bunch of animals in it. What? Yeah. So. All right. Go see it. Mutant Mayhem. No in, sex. In, in stores now. <laughs> no sex. Track 12. Here we go. No, no sex. Also how I like to live my life. <laughs> Got him. Look. Um, again, this is another Slow Biscuit song. Yeah. Um, not necessarily my jam. But I do have to give uh, Fred credit for it being like a surprisingly like thoughtful. I don't know if insightful is the right word, but thoughtful song lyrically for Fred. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I'm only, uh, I only have sex with this person, and that's like all he knows about her, sure. or them, and um, otherwise it's just like a very empty act. Yeah. Him. And that's like. For a band that gets labeled as meatheads a lot, you would not expect that level of of thought to be here. Right. But, like, here's the chorus. Aaron Lewis! Oh, that's not him. He doesn't show up till later. Really? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. That, that was him. Nope. Look, uh, there, are, there are a lot of silly... Not there, no. Oh, okay. uh, you'll you'll hear it. Uh, <laughs> take out my gun, try not. You'll <laughs> fucking hear it, and you'll like it. You can hear it. Um, there are a lot of silly lyrics on this album, right? But a lot of yeah. them are fun, and you know, by design. Sure. But when we get to the chorus, and he's like, "Should have left my pants on this time," and he sings it like emotionally. Yeah. It really takes me out of this the song, and I'm just like, "Oh boy, this is like the one stumbling block out of." All the dumb lyrics on this album. This is the one that takes me out every time. Because it's doing this seriously. Yeah. Instead of being fun and with it. Yeah, and there's something about like, should have left my pants on this time. Like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe go to a second draft on it, you know? Right. You can tell this is a uh, Scott Weiland melody. I, I was going like. to say, now I kind of hear it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, this is all Fred, like, harmonizing with himself. But 
what you're referring to is that Aaron Lewis from Stained, who worked with uh, Love. <laughs> I don't really care for his music, his politics, though. Yeah, yeah. His choice of attire, <laughs> I also like that. Um, so Aaron Lewis also worked with uh, Fred on the first Stained album, right? Because sure. Fred uh, provided some backing vocals, so I was one of those fucking songs. But um, he also worked with Terry Date. So I don't know if they were in the studio around the same time and they were like, hey, come over and do a much sonically crisper sounding <laughs> track. Right. But like, this is Aaron Lewis here. Turning it up a little bit. Yeah. You can hear the nasal tones. Yeah. If, if you, uh, listener, are slowly starting to curl your arm up to your chest <laughs> in like a wounded paw scenario, yeah, it's because you're identifying too hard with stained here. See, more than this. Like, right. I don't know what that means. Yeah. It's fine. Like, it's. Yeah. I've certainly heard worse songs by worse bands sure. in our time doing this podcast, right? So. It's not something that I go to. No. Like, I'm not like, no. oh, I put on no sex. Yeah. <laughs> what if you had this on your sex playlist? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> If you have it timed just right <laughs> to where, like, immediately after you're done, the song starts playing, it's. You start I, crying. <laughs> What? Wait, wait, wait. Maybe this is like during the act, and then like immediately, like post nut. <laughs> I I just had sex by the Lonely Island. Um. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on that one? Uh. No. No. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> All right. So let's get back to the music here. So we'll move on to track thirteen. Show me what you got. Tell me what you got. Here we go. This this is another fun one. Oh yeah, it's fun, but it's a fucking jam and a half show. Hell yeah. power. <laughs> so I love when the guitar comes in here. Oh yeah, well, when it drops. It's a good like wind up to get the audience hyped. Yes. <laughs> I love the woo ha. Yeah. Come on. And the guitar or the the drum. Well, he does that one fill, but whatever. This is kind of like on Indigo Flow, where he th uh, thanked a lot of like their friends and family and whatnot. Yeah. This is like giving shout-outs to a bunch of towns and cities and whatnot they've been to and, and played and gained followings, you know? Right. But like the first part of this first verse is like rhyming with different towns and whatnot, and then right. later on he's just like naming a bunch of places. Yeah. <laughs> Here, uh, can you back it up like 10 seconds or so? Sure. Here, let's we're gonna get back up here. Okay, here we go. Okay. I'll try not to talk over it this time. Right there. Met a child. Uh, yeah, that one? Yes. <laughs> child molester in Worcester. So, uh, on the previous episode, you had mentioned that. Um, uh, 
there's a YouTube video where they pause the song yeah. somewhere and they they're like in that town they mispronounced it. Yeah. And it was that. It was Worcester. Yes. And it's actually pronounced Worcester. And Worcester, I've, right. I, I've heard of Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah. But I didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, we got a shout out. Tulsa got a shout out. Shout out Tulsa. We're also a thing. We'll get there. There we go. Yeah! First one. First one on <laughs> flyover towns. Um, but yeah, it's like Worcester is how it's pronounced. Right. So it and he like stops it and like apologizes or whatever. Yeah. It's like, what I say? Uh, Worcester? It's Worcester. And then like on a dime, the band gets back into it. It's incredible yes. to see. It's, I love it. It's fucking awesome. And it was like only a few years ago, too. That's cool. I can't help but to believe in these friends, these bands, these tours, and the places that I've been. I thank God. It's just, uh, I don't know, refreshing to hear someone of uh, this successful to be thankful to right. whomever, you know, and give shout outs to fans and friends and family and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's cool that they like do that. I think this is the last time they do that, but well, yeah. <laughs> more times than a lot of other bands have done it. So I always like uh, songs like this where they, where they do that. Yeah. Um, you know that uh, uh, Johnny Cash song, I've Been Everywhere, Man, and he yeah. does like the same thing. He, he rips off the biscuit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Glad he's dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like uh, Johnny Gash. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's another example of like, let's just write a song where we fuck around and shout out cities. Yeah. I love it. Hey, you fuck around and shout out. <laughs> and he does the yeehaw. Yeah. Fucking love that too. Beach balls flying in the fucking air. Hell yeah. What do you need? I mean, Bra- you know, bras flying up in the air. Bike and sit. It's it. It's just a fun, bouncy song, man. Do you think women ever take, like, an extra bra to shows? <laughs> Where it's like, yes, yes, yes. I yeah, want to, like, yeah, show them yeah, how yeah. much I enjoy it, but also, like, I'm going to be, like, jumping around and stuff. I need some support, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. Would you consider this part, an, like, a, an interlude? Because it's, like, a totally different... Musical like style at this point, right? And like the content is different. Yeah, I guess so. Sure. Yeah, I would too. Cool. So I was right. It, it is seven. I wonder if this is a sampled beat from like John Otto playing. I know with a guitar too. Like, is that from the live from the band or is that? Just a sand, sand yeah. he grabbed from something else. Do you want to roll this roll through? Yeah, might as well. Sure. So track 14, A Lesson Learned. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this on the previous episode. Uh, was it like 30.75? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I get the song stuck in my head from time to time because it's just like so pleasant. It's very chill. Yeah. And like... 
you take the vocals out of this, you can throw this song on a lo-fi hip-hop study oh, sure. playlist or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just cool. Like, it's... I think Fred's vocals are nice here. And... Uh, the lyrics are more introspective and yeah this song meanders a bit but like there's something about it that makes me like it for that reason you Agreed. know how do you feel about this being like the last musical track on the album i think it makes total sense i i think if you started this album with just like this and ended on this yeah like you take the intro and outro off okay. i think it makes the the album a bit stronger and like look we release the brent cut <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's going to take $75 million to do. Um, but I'm going to piss off Ray Fisher. Oh, my God. Yeah. Move past that. Yeah. I'm just going to stay out of those waters like Aquaman, you know? Yep. You know? Aquaman 2, whatever comes out. This, this is another one that reminds me of, uh, it feels like it's got some Jane's Addiction influence in there. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it does. Fuck you. <laughs> you heard it. Well, here. yeah, they do cover. They cover. Uh, they cover the Jane's Addiction song in uh, on that. The What was the tour? God damn it! Family Values. Family, Family Values tour CD. Okay. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to right now find the. I uh, know oh, we can all tell. <laughs> yeah, it's got the big baby crying on the cover, and yeah. he's like in the middle of uh, New York. It's like the I think it's tour ninety nine. Tour ninety. That's not New York. That looks like Vancouver, bitch. Mm. Uh, Vancouver. Um. I would for you. That's what it is. Oh. Um, Wait, they did that? That was on that live album? Yeah. I used to own that album. I was very excited to get it because it has like a bunch of bands on there that I liked. Right. Filter and the Crystal Method were on there. Did they uh, perform or have a recorded version of the song they performed together? No. Nope. Can't You Trip Like I Do on there? No, they did not. Nope. Is that a missed opportunity? Yes. Yup. It is. It's got Amen Nice Shot on there. Cool. Mm. <laughs> it's got Lacquerhead, which is that. Uh, that uh, Primus, uh, song that was produced by Fred. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, I think that was killer, my, killer track. I my love that track. biggest beef with that album is it had like live performances of songs that were already radio hits, but they weren't like, right. There was nothing special about the live performance that differentiated it that much from the sure. recorded. I recording. do like the, uh, the, uh, the Rockweiler. Uh, oh, I forgot that was on there. Track on there because it's like a, it's like a really hype, and and this is back in the '90s when um like I feel like hype rap songs are like commonplace now, mm -hmm. right? Um, but back back in the day, uh, most hip hop, especially like uh like hip hop live concerts weren't like really like uh you can see mosh pits, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I know like I I uh, on the uh, the DVD. Uh, when they play this, like the crowd like goes fucking wild, and both uh, Red and Meth are like hype, like jumping around, running around the stage. Yeah. Um, like it's a very hype rap song. I mean, it, it is it just inherently it's it, it's it's like a hype song. Yeah. Uh, but they fucking they fucking kill it on that uh, on that track. Uh, so I would if you haven't heard it before, I would check that out. Check out the check out the uh, the live video too. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it is. Mm -hmm. um, but. Check it out because it's a it's it's a lot of fun. It's 
actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right, so that was the last musical track on this album. So yeah. let's move on to the last, uh, well, I guess on the streaming version, the the outro, track 15 here. Sure. So it ends as it began. Yeah. Kind of like, huh? Well, you okay. wanted it. The worst that is, then mm-hmm. you've got it. The worst that is. So, you've got the worst. How long is this track on uh, on your player there, like altogether? Which uh, about like one fifty. Okay, so like on the actual physical disc when it came out, this song would end at one fifty five, and then there was a hidden track called "Radio Sucks" featuring <laughs> Matt Pinfield. Yeah, that starts at two twenty five and ends at four oh six, right? Okay. Now they've made that track. 16 on the streaming one, right? (laughs) It deserves its own track to be able to get to right away. Put some respect Um, on my name. (laughs) I do like them negging Backstreet Boys. (laughs) Like, really, like, sets it in time, you know? Yeah. But, like, the Backstreet Boys are, like, still out and around. Do you not like the Backstreet Boys? I didn't back in the day, but, like, man, You Want It That Way comes on. That's my goddamn adult grown man jam. Um... Yeah, like that that song that song's fine. I don't I don't I don't, I don't uh, it's not like not my favorite, but it's not like uh, I'm kind of just indifferent about it, I guess. Mm. Um, like I don't hate people who enjoy it. Like I remember back in the day it was like people loved to shit and rag on like boy bands and stuff, but it was like teenage girls, like who gives a shit if they enjoy it. Like let them enjoy things it's fine you're right. an asshole about it but look that we were all little assholes back in the day right oh, sure so, like, like I'm, I'm not saying i wasn't no I, we I, all know we right. all know right. we, we're all actively we seeing all it yes. on display right now <laughs> uh but uh i would just say like back in the day you had to like choose your team and i was sure. team new metal and new metal was very much against boy bands as we just uh, heard of course uh deep voiced uh mystery person probably fred i don't know for sure uh say you know go get a fucking backstreet boys album if uh he wanted something better but yeah. uh, all that to say that was the outro so it would normally just end there but it doesn't we have hell no another track here which is the aforementioned matt pinfield and this track is now titled rant i don't know that i, that I actually got this out earlier but when we were we were talking about rearranged the video mm-hmm. specifics um mr matt pinfield is the uh judge Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had okay. mentioned it. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Matt, for it, let it go. very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Rant. Uh, Matt parenthetical. Matt Pinfield. End parenthetical. Mm-hmm. Final track on the album Significant Other by the one, the only Lamp Biscuit. Mm. Here we go. Hey, it's the bald man. I'm going to tell you why the new Lamp Biscuit album is so important. <laughs> That's because CDs like, like this one uh, I can bear you. I can actually hear him reading at this point, you know? Yeah. Happy horseshit that brings up the bile from the back of my neck. <sighs> I, no I do. For all shitty whack I don't know. Like that. I kind of like Matt Pinfield. Like, my, my overall memory of him is good because he was, like, on our side, right? He liked heavier right. music. And he was often, like, new metal adjacent type stuff. Yeah. write their own songs. What the world needs now is a musical revolution. Wait, here we go. We this... need some rock. We need something that has balls. Balls. We need some substance, depth, something with soul, some edge, some passion, some power. Shit, if it's going to be mellow, fuck, man. It better have something. It better mean something. <sighs> I'm telling you, you got to hit him with something hard. 
You gotta stick him with something limp. Right. Like limp biscuit. Stick him so with something limp. Fuck off. I'm hearing on the radio. Radio sucks. The same fucking songs over and over again. All the weak ones, all that disposable crap that isn't gonna matter in three months. It's just shit. It's crap, Fred. Fred, I'm telling you, there's no much shit going on, and we need some new music. Limp Biscuit is fucking cool. You guys are cool. The new record's great. But fuck all that other shit. I'm so sick of all that weak shit that's yeah, taking up down. space on the charts. Fuck that shit, bro. I'm out of here. Fuck, dude. Fucking pinpill is pissed. Oh, man. I gotta go find that bald bastard. Yep, that yep, was it. There we go. So, <laughs> uh, incredible. So incredible. Uh, that the whole thing seemed like wildly planned and like right. I don't know if rehearsed, but like, hey, here's like kind of what I want you to do. Yeah. Pinfield came in with something to read, and then he was like, at a certain point, I'm going to get angry. Fred, you walk in there and we'll converse, and we'll walk. Yeah, it's fine. I don't. I don't have any beef against sure. any of that stuff. Now, after that, on the physical disc. Uh, it was followed by yet another hidden track because there's not enough on this album. Uh, it's a hidden track called The Mind of Less featuring Les Claypool of Primus. Acting like a fool. Acting like a fool. Yes. And it's not on the streaming version for whatever reason. I don't know why. It seems like it should be something that's readily available to people. You can find it on YouTube, which is what I've done. And I'm going to play it now so people can hear. Uh, evidently, uh, Les Claypool got high and started rambling in the studio and they were they recorded a bunch of it and then they just kind of whittled it down to i guess the the parts that they found most entertaining which is this hit me <laughs> fire i love this, this this beat kicks ass man did you just smoke weed or did it say what he got high on specifically i think it was just weed okay yeah so there you i don't go. think yeah i don't think other drugs were legal at that time so you can't do it it's impossible. I don't know how Scott Whiteland got away with it, honestly, but... Well... Because he's black. <laughs> that made no sense. It's late, and I'm, I'm, I have no... Joke. <laughs> so whenever he was recording this, yeah. it was over a demo track... And then later, I think it, Lethal went back and like made this different beat and put under it. Hello? Right. And it uh, sounds a lot better. Like yeah. this is another like, I don't know. I like this beat a lot. And uh, sure. like you could take this. <laughs> I love this part. I love that part. I love that. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Before I heard this, I never knew the other lyrics to Super Cal. Super Cal. Super Cal. Super Cal. Super Cal. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I love So what did you think? You were getting that Celine Dion record? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 young buggy. This has like You laughed, you cried, you just kissed your fifteen bucks goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) This album has a uh, Return of the Kings amount of endings to it, you know? Like, it yeah. just keeps fucking going. <laughs> I just got that. It took me a second. Return of the Kings. Yes. Bunch of endings. Mm-hmm. A lot. About this time, uh, the other three hobbits hop in bed with Frodo. <laughs> start, start scissoring each other. Uh, so that was The Mind of Less. <clears throat> yes and uh that was the album version <laughs> but just as a quick take oh shit this is the I've demo version this. of it what this is wild yeah it's weird wild stuff weird wild so there you go, there you go. Mm-hmm. 15 of your hard-earned dollars right out the window. It's like the same vocal take, but the music is different. Most but this is what he was listening to as he was $15. rambling on. Right. $15 on a shiny piece of plastic. There it is. Limp Biscuit. In all its glory. Got that Casio the beat. The man. Yeah. The man. All right, so uh, he is a, he is a delight. I absolutely fucking love Les Claypool. Oh, he's great, truly great. Um, now national what, treasure. One thing you might notice as a biscuit connoisseur mm, is oui. that there is no cover song on this album, right? Oh, like, right, yeah. Uh, there was obviously Faith on the first album, on the next album. Uh, chocolate starfish. Take a look around. They've got um, interpolations of different things. They've got right. "I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal" from uh, the right. Nell song. They've also got uh, "Life in the Fast Lane." So they bring other artists' music via samples or reinterpretation sure. into their music. That doesn't really happen here, outside of maybe like <clears throat> a sampled beat or two, maybe like a, a melody here and there, um, mm. like on "In Together Now." But nothing where you'd be like, "Oh, this was a cover song." And also, like, right. I don't remember if you remember this, but I heard that there was going to be a cover song on this album. I also heard there's going to be a guest feature that's in the liner notes of this album. And you and I struggled to find where this track was because there's a lot of hidden tracks on this album. This track was hidden so good, it was not even included on this album, but it was recorded but it was just never released officially. And that was Biscuit's team up with Eminem, who they would have beef with later on. And they recorded a song together called Turn Me Loose. Have you ever heard this song? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know. It's getting late and my brain is shutting down, but let's, let's, hear let's it. listen to it. Here we go. So kick it. Uh, not on the album at all, but it is uh, during these album recordings. Turn Me Loose featuring Eminem. Pay attention to Fred's vocal delivery here. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. I absolutely do remember the this. The original song, Turn Me Loose, is by Loverboy. Turn Me Loose. Yes. Yeah. Listen to Fred. Slim, shady, shady. Do the mic, kid. He's got a little bit of that, like, $3 bill, y'all, 
tone to his voice. I make fight music for high school kids. I put lives at risk when I drive like this. Get a slip disc from a limp biscuit disc. I just missed the gift list for Christmas gifts. So I get pissed and can't pick which wrist to slip. Little rich kids and cribs don't attempt the shit. to step back while I prep up the pip the spits. So I says to the girl, I'm like, what up, girl? Shut up, girl. Shut up a cut up squirrel. She screamed bloody murder so loud everybody heard her. Slap me in the mouth and call me a nutty murderer. I moved on. So Eminem shows up to uh to rap hard. Like he's got like some pretty complicated bars. Sure. Uh but like overall, like the beat to the song isn't that great, you know? It's not it's fairly unremarkable. Oh yeah, here's Fred. You stay right there. I got the fever for the flavor of a single. See me and Shady. I think we got a lockdown. Shocked by the sound. See, his, like, delivery is different. Right. Than what we've heard, on like, for the rest of this album. So I, I wonder if this was, like, kind of done in between albums or whatever. <laughs> Killed it, Fred. Killed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this was never released. I don't know if this is around the time that they were beefing or whatever. But uh, yeah, it is like in the original album liner notes. It's in there. Yeah. It's it's a song. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's that. You know, it's not great, and I see why it wasn't included on the album. I don't know if it'll, anything will ever come from it officially, but uh, listener, if you want to, you can find it on YouTube and uh, listen to it in its entirety there without us yapping over the top of it. Um, so that is uh, fully explored in way too much depth. Coming up on three hours uh, here, uh, significant other by Limp Biscuit. Limp yes. Biscuit. L I M P. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. L I M P B I Z K I T. You all know the rhymes, you all know the times. Mm-hmm. It is not easy being greasy in a world full of cleanliness with all that other. I'm fucked off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we know when you start singing. Yes, it's, it's over. <laughs> a telltale sign. It is over. All right, so uh, I'm just going to let the song play out here. Yeah. But um, let's uh, let's go through our bullshit that we normally do, do right? Bullshit. So. Put the bullshit. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> easy. Easy now, counselor. <laughs> he starts off British, and then he starts singing. Yep. It's yep. <laughs> Finish line is approaching. Down quick uh, let's give our ratings for this album. We're going to rate it on our usual scale of 0 to 7, new metal guitar strings, Ross, how do you rate Significant Other by Limp Biscuit? It's a goddamn seven, and I'd give it another fucking five if I could. God damn it. It's a fucking perfect album. Wait, it's a goddamn seven, and you'd give it another five if you could? Sure. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't do math. <laughs> I don't do math music. I don't do white music. You do fight music. I make math music. <laughs> We're 40-year-old man-children. <laughs> All right, so... What uh, do you give it? A hard seven for you. Fuck uh, yes. I'm going to do... Oh, boy. This is tough. I have a gun uh, at your fucking head, bitch. <laughs> Pull the trigger. You do it right now. You do it. <laughs> I got the knife out. This is not a joke. He's got a knife. Uh, okay. Uh, he's he's uh, poking at me. Uh, 
Uh, I'm gonna give this. Uh, I gotta give this one a six. I have to. You, you, you take off those balls. You do it. Six. Six. That's for me. Six for me. I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, there's more slow songs on here, or mid-tempo songs on here, than I would typically enjoy. Okay. So I'd probably skip those. Intro, outro, get those out of here. Okay. You know? Through the magic of streaming, sure. you can. You can just make your own playlist of, Absolutely. of, of whatever and uh, throw them on there. And um, yeah, so I, you know, for that, and then uh, I feel like that's uh, just a viable enough of, of a reason. There's some great songs on here, but like as an album overall, it uh, doesn't quite hit the uh, the peaks wow. of the first album. I went back and I looked at our scores for the first album. We both gave that seven. Sure. Um, like, I don't think any of those tracks are skippable. Maybe the last track, because it's like a jam track that drones on for a while. Right. But this, uh, yeah, just n- not wow. quite there. Not quite there for me. Okay. So six for me, seven from you. Uh, still both very good scores. And some might even say... Me being brave enough to give it a six is kind of like the most brave thing that one can do. So, honestly, let's think about that. We're going to think about it. Uh, where do you think New Metal is at this point? Peak. 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 It is It is as hot as it's ever going to get right now. This is the new musical genre that is taking the world by storm. Uh, this album specifically is like the pinnacle. This is, we, we are at the the top baby um unfortunately when you're in the top you only got one way to go which is down down that's down. further up now oh i don't think it's i don't think we've started the decline yet mm-hmm. however as we'll see over the next like month or two we're gonna see like the the decline begin to happen disagree <laughs> Over okay. the next month? Well, no, 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 no. I shouldn't. I, 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 next year. I'm sorry. No. Over the uh, we no? got We got to make it through like 2002. Oh, okay, we okay. We I got, take we it back. Time. I yeah. take it all back. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think at this point we we are at we are at pinnacle. Yeah. The absolute pinnacle. And it's, it, according to you, uh, it's gonna stay there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, which I am. I'm here for at this point. Yeah. Uh, two th- uh, 1999. I am a junior. <laughs> I love that junior. Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> 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 I need to the chopper. I, I need to deliver my baby junior. <laughs> I need to top Danny DeVito. <laughs> he serves as a power bottom. <laughs> I have no balls because of all the. All right. Anyway. We, we've hit three hours. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, I am ahead, losing it. Um, what? What? How about you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Segway King. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I would say like this is the start of uh, new metal reaching its peak. But yes, it, it, agreed. It, it's it's going to um, at least plateau for a couple of years before its yeah. downfall. What could be the cause of this mystery downfall? It's nine eleven. It's always nine eleven. It's usually just obvious. It's it's obviously 9-11. George W. Bush. But, uh, yeah, so 2002 was uh, kind of where that starts to decline because of uh, radio not wanting to have mean stuff on the radio. But uh, what can you do? So uh, we've kind of figured that out. Stuff is going to be inspired from this album. You know, we I mentioned Pharrell was inspired by it. Other bands close to uh, 
the hard rock genre are also going to be inspired by this album. So this was a, a landmark one, and I'm glad we got to finally cover it. <clears throat> Yes. And uh, yeah, Amazing. Uh, you know True. we're we're over three hours, like you mentioned. So uh, we start wrapping this up. As we're doing so, I mm. want to lay out the schedule for the next little bit. Okay. Here. Yeah. Next week, sure. On a special hidden track episode, uh, my co-host from the Let's Talk About Stuff podcast, Stephen Fisher, will Absolutely. be on, and uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of bullshit. And um, he's not really a new metal guy. Don't hold that against him. Mm. He's very entertaining. We had a great time, the three of us sitting in the same room uh, discussing things. The name of that episode, I've decided, is Kick a Hole in a Rat. (laughs) And uh, Kick a Hole in the Rat, pull the plug to the jet. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's something that you say in the episode. Yes. Is why it's named. I do that, recall so. exactly what I was okay, cool. referencing. So, yes. uh, I, I luckily I took notes for that episode as we were talking, so I will uh, be able to okay. list a description. But I almost entirely forgot what we spoke about. So it'll be uh, yes, fun. I have to. It'll be fun to listen back to. We recorded that in early July. Jesus Christ! And okay. this episode I'm talking about won't come out until uh, late. Uh, I guess late August. So it's it's been some time. Since that came out. So that's next week. Yeah, absolutely. That's next week. That's the Hidden Track episode. After that, in two weeks, we have planned for a mainline episode. It's not an album review, Mm -hmm. but there's something we're going to be reviewing. And hopefully with a couple of our friends, we're still working out the kinks on that. I think we've got the schedule put together. But in two weeks, we're going to keep the biscuit bration going. We're going to talk about Trainwreck colon Woodstock 99 on Netflix. It's a three-episode docuseries Hell yes. about Woodstock 99 and what all went down there. So, listener, if you've never seen this documentary before, or even if you have, watch it again, or, I don't know, just fucking listen to the episode. We're not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, I have no uh, way to weigh in on that. But watch along with us, listen along with us, yeah. and uh, we're going to have a good time with a couple of our friends uh, for that one. The next album review we're going to do... Uh, and it's not necessarily directly after the train wreck episode, but just so people can start getting used to listening to uh, to these albums. Next album we're going to review is a big one for me, and I say that because Ooh, I think I might know. I don't have to alter my listening as routine at all. Mm-hmm. Next mainline album review we're going to do is a self-titled album by a little band from Des Moines, Iowa, Slipknot. Hell, fucking. Yeah. Dude, I'm so excited. That's I just can't right. hide it. And uh, I, it. I fucking won't. It's poking out your pants. That's right. That's right. And the album is, is streaming everywhere. everywhere. Uh, I There are multiple versions of this album. I'm going to look it up on um, Apple Music real quick. It's the okay. only true music service out there. <laughs> if you're listening to Spotify... Uh, look, it's, you're probably just an early adopter. It's fine. It's, That's you know, what, what I was. What, what can you do? And I can't lose all of my playlists. That's the whole shit. Um, Please, Spotify, if you're listening, give me the ability to export my playlist <laughs> so I can <laughs> leave your service. <laughs> um, so... Look, the album that's available on Apple Music uh, is 25 tracks long. I don't know that we Fuck. need to go through every single one of those. So any of the like, like the hyper version of Spit It Out, we don't necessarily need to cover, uh, <clears throat> or the Stamp You Out mix, or the Molten Injected mix of Sick. Uh, none of that stuff we really need to bother with too much. I, yeah. You know, if people want to listen to it, we can't stop you. Legally speaking, we cannot stop you. <laughs> Um, but you know, feel free to listen to as, uh, as much of it as possible. And, um, 
Oh, wait. I found the uh, the regular version. 15 tracks on uh, the regular version. So uh, all the way from the track one, which is just a bunch of numbers, and then track 15, Eeyore, is the, <laughs> the, the primary thing that we'll be covering. So. Oh, my Sorry. God. Uh, yeah, spoken like a person who doesn't know the song Eeyore nope. and how much it fucking slaps. So. Pronounce Eeyore. No, it's not. <laughs> Idiot. Unlock that six down to a five real quick. You keep it up? God, I'm sorry. We, we can go down as low as four. That's my final offer. <laughs> so uh, next week, Stephen Fisher from Let's Talk About Stuff. Hell yeah. On the episode. Hidden Track. Fuck yeah. Week after that, uh, Trainwreck, Woodstock 99 on Netflix. Right. Check it out. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe Hidden Track after that. And then Slipknot, uh, self-titled album. So gives you approximately a month to listen to that album and then uh, check back with us on that. So... Uh, yeah, that's everything as far as scheduling goes. Otherwise, uh, you can check out the Nudist Colony Spotify playlist that has that album on there. If you've never listened to it before, we'll just have it uh, listed so you know what tracks to listen to. And don't confuse, or yeah, don't get confused by the other d- deluxe versions of the album. You right. follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nudistpod. Email us nudistpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you send us an email, we'll read it on the air and yeah. uh, you can uh, interact with us that way. As long way. as it's nice. If it's uh, mean or rude, forget about it. I'm not gonna talk. We'll probably listen to it and uh, and read it and uh, talk mm. about it or whatever. Uh, links to all of that bullshit <laughs> is uh, in the show notes that I, uh, yeah, will yeah. have in this episode. So check that out. And uh, yeah, that's all of that yeah. final business. So that was an ending on an ending on an ending, <laughs> just like this album. So. Oh, my God. My voice is sore. Uh, The night is old at this Mm, point, and this episode is very long. So, listener, thank you for hanging in there with us. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if uh, you have missed a day of work because of it. (laughs) I don't mean to ruin your ears, but uh, we had to do it. We had to go all out for this biscuit bration. So... This was it, my friends. This was it. Just like Michael Jackson famously said, and then he, like, went to sleep for a long time. The Rip Van Winkle of pop stars. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. He's the original Jared from Subway. Ooh, shite. Uh-huh. Scheiße. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Ross. What? <laughs> Your eyes are barely open. Falling asleep. Yeah, I can tell. All right. So, uh, that's all for me, I Ross. just want to tell everybody, get fucked, you all, you motherfuckers. Get fucked, get fucked, get fucked. This is a good one. I'm trying to wake up and get the fucked. I'm sorry. Jesus fucking Christ. Get fucked, everybody. This has been Limp Biscuit. Good night. My name's Ross. <laughs> I'm Brent. Bye-bye. Bye. Say what? 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 Fantastic. Uh, bye.